What's up, everybody? How's it going? Welcome to Across the Stars. I'm your host. My name's Christian, and I'm joined once again by my friend Matt. How are you? Great, actually. I just finished my uh, bachelor's program, so so you're done completely. Um, I do. I am playing World of Warcraft right now, and I <laughs> do not have to worry about. Oh man, I'm putting off homework. I'm not putting off any homework. I'm just wasting time without. Yeah. Well, I guess it's just enjoying my time now with doing a hobby I enjoy. Um, yeah, when, so, yeah, when you finish nice. school, it's just like... You, it is, you, it's you, a weird feeling. You're like, oh, I, I don't have to waste my whole weekend anymore. Like, I have I have, <laughs> I have free time. Like, right. Um, how, um, if, if you don't want me going off topic just a little no, bit, how did, you, how did you adapt to that, like, that after school? Because I know you finished college when we were still working together. Um, yeah. You never really met, but you were pretty much on your own by then already. You know, you were in your own apartment. You were working at, well, you were living with, uh, well, your grandpa at the time, but yeah. Well, so, um, for me, it was like, I, uh, I had a weird situation with school, right? Like I, I went to a university for like three weeks. A lot of bad things happened. I ended up coming home, waited. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I, obviously I was meant to start in the, the, the fall of 2012 to go to college. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't end up starting like actual school. Cause I started to go online in m- March of 2013. And I graduated mm-hmm. in June of 2016. So I did my bachelor's program in three years and three months, which is pretty good, you know, if I say so myself. <laughs> um, yeah. But really good. Because it's online, it's like eight week courses, and you literally only get four weeks off a year unless you take off a term. I right? remember. Yeah. So you get, I, yeah. Yeah. You get like one week uh, in the spring and three weeks for Christmas, and that's it. Um, and I did that for like two years straight without taking off a, a term or whatever. And like, I was just, when I was done, I was done. Like I, I could have continued and got my master's degree in like another year. Like it would have mm-hmm. only taken like a year or a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, I was just like, no, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I, like, yeah, I, that's, I'm, I'm the exact, I'm in the exact same boat. Like my, um, when I was finished with my BA program, I finished my capstone presentation. You know, it was like a whole legal prep thing. Like I was in conference with my lawyer prepping them for a case. Um, and she said, you know, congratulations, you finished your BA program. And then the first thing she did was try to get me into law school. <laughs> I was right. like, so when you signed up for, well, no, it wasn't like that. But she's like, you know, what are you considering next? Yeah. And like, is law school an option? And I, I'm, I was just straight, like, I, I said I needed at least a year. Just I don't want to do school for at least a year. Yeah. For, for me, there was like a lot of weight on my decision mm-hmm. because <clears throat> I graduated when I was 23 Mm-hmm. And that was good. That was good on you. You worked really hard. I remember that. that yeah. was, uh, you know, you were just at the harbor, and you—if you weren't at the harbor, you were at—you were working out at home at school. You know. Right. Wait. I was 22. Right. So I was 22 when I graduated, and my, I had a, a like a scholarship pretty much until mm-hmm. I'm 24. I can go to college for free pretty much. So yeah. I could have done my master's in a year and a half entirely for free. Mm. but I didn't want, I, I was done. So like, there was like yeah, a lot of no, weight, I, like in pressure. You know, I but. mean, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people, you know, would, I, I understand that position you took. Like, I understand the decision you made. I can, it's just being a student. It's stressful. You know, it really is like, you always have something basically it, sometimes it, the weight can either be a very light backpack or sometimes it can be like the weight of the world on your shoulders when you're a student. Right. And it's like, and it's like that all the time. So I, I completely understand this. Yeah. Phase. I've been out of school for, for just over two years now. And I, I think about it as like, I would have only finished my master's program six months ago or mm-hmm. whatever. Well, eight months, nine months ago, whatever. 
And mm-hmm. like, even to me, I'm just like, geez, like I, I would have been in school all that time. Like my life would have been so missed, different, you know? Yeah. You would have missed out on a lot. <laughs> like, like your, your, engage, your pending engagement and yeah, it, who, who it, knows? Like, uh, <laughs> th- that's the thing is like when you're in school, like, like, so, you know, like growing up or not growing up, but like, you know, you're eight between your, your teen, your late teens, when you become an adult and like, you know, your mid twenties or whatever, like, you know, that's a time like where we're really searching for relationships and stuff and trying to find mm-hmm. ourselves and, and everything else. Right. And like, I, there were girls I liked and stuff during that time, but like, I never, I never put a lot of importance on finding someone like while I was in school, because it, it that was where my focus was. Like when I went to work eight hours a day or, you know, we're mm-hmm. there for nine hours cause they forced us to take an hour lunch, like some fucking hose. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, you're, you're there for nine hours a day. Then I, I'd get home at like five thirty six. I do homework until nine. I'd go to bed at 10. I'd wake up again the next day, do it all again. And then on Saturday I would do nothing. And then Sunday I'd wake up at seven in the morning and do homework until five in the afternoon. Or yeah. five and nine. like that's just that's just how it was like my entire sunday was just dedicated to, to doing work like writing essays yeah. and and everything else like it's just how yeah. it is unfortunately i tried to juggle too much at once and you well you know you were there when i was kind of like basically crashing in mid juggle you know yeah so, well you you yeah. were also juggling a relationship like before too like yeah. while trying then, to do community college the, right and yeah, yeah working yeah. full time yeah, I am working full time. So it was like, you know, it was yeah something I shouldn't have done. You know, I should have thought more about that and what my priorities should have been. So I'm glad I'm on the right path now. And I'm, right. you know, like I'm a little late. I'm a little behind at 25, you know, getting just now getting my bachelor's. But yeah, at but least I have it. You have it. And in, in it like, I don't know, like to me, it's important to make those mistakes now and like learn and move yeah, on absolutely. than to like, you know, like if everything just worked out for you immediately, like you'd be mm-hmm. making mistakes now, either in your career or or something else. You know, yeah. it's like you're learning to manage your time well by by juggling those things, finding what works for you, finding what doesn't. You're yeah. al- you're also learning to, you know, while you're working, learning to work in a team environment with other people. Yeah. Like these are skills that are very important. Like yes, choosing to work is is a huge step up because most jobs want experience over education anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like you can show, Hey, look, I spent four or five years in school. Okay. But mm-hmm. what, what can you actually do? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. What do you have to show what you can that. actually yeah. you do can right? for, for yeah, all the job experience, everything that goes on the resume, you know, on top of that. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, you know, I, I feel very fortunate that I was able to work and go to school at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's like, it's, it was never a question of what can I do it? It's just a question of, I have to do it. So I'm going to do it. Right. Like, yeah that's just how it was and and even well, now uh, and you know the, you know our, our situations were different but also there you know there are some parallels too where you had the scholarship program or and i for me i'm lucky enough privileged enough to have parents who worked very hard their entire right. lives were able to pay for my college you know um so i don't we were not saddled with a lot of that debt people are coming out with and that i think that's important with, the, with that ba program because man some of these people are coming out and their their credit is just getting ruined now because yeah. of everything going on with the pandemic. It's it's almost disgusting when you think yeah. about it. So, yeah, my fiance has a has a boatload of debt. She finished her master's program last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's just it's just a crazy thing. It's a crazy it world we're in right now too. But yeah, when yeah. when when I finished school, you know, I was like, I was just happy. 
I'd have time to do stuff I wanted to do or like, you know, it's like even like picking up a second job seemed possible, which I never did. But, you know, like Mm -hmm. I could have like picked up a second job to help balance things. Like for me, it was difficult because I spent time like between where you are, which is like an hour, hour and a half from where I am. Yeah. And and like I'd come back on the weekends to like my mom's house for like a couple of days and then I'd go to work and stay with my grandfather for five days or whatever, you know. So it's hard mm-hmm. to like it even like if you have a relationship, you can't really balance that well. You can't balance school, work, driving between places, a relationship and a second job. Like like so when I finished, I was like, hey, man, I can get a second job, but I'm still traveling back and forth. So like it took me a year after I got my degree to get a better job, you know, which is, is a long time. And like, you, you know, you get comfortable at a job. So you want to you want to try to see how far you can go there and everything else. And then of course they lie to you and make it seem like you can actually progress. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> which is just not true. Um, yeah. That's in the past. We're here now. We're, we're, yeah. We're so, on our way. so it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, when you're comfortable somewhere, it's hard to leave sometimes. Like yeah, you'd rather that, like that, that, that is something I can definitely understand, especially for me. You know, I was so to the job that we're both referencing to, I was so close, you know, I, I was on walking distance. You know? Right leaving that job was a very difficult decision for me because it was just so easy to be able to get up in the morning and just ride right over there. Well, you left twice, right? You left and then came back. Yeah, I left and, and then... came back, one, to work with, to go work for a, a trade, like basically work a trade uh, right. for six for six or seven months, and then I realized that working a trade was not fun and I should just go back to college. Right. Because <laughs> I'm a pussy and I hate hard labor. At least I can admit <laughs> it, though. You know, I just don't, yeah. I don't like, I just don't like being hot and sweaty and dirty all the time. Like, that's just the truth, you know? Yeah. I'm a hard worker, but not, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I guess I'm just a prude. I don't know. No, I mean, it's like some things are just not for you. Like you can yeah. only like, there are jobs that just aren't for people. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's one of those things for me. It's just like, I was so comfortable there. And like, it's like, I felt like I knew I could go further and like, I didn't really have like, I didn't have my own rent yet, but like literally mm-hmm. I, I, I got, I like moved out of my mom's house in like May of the, the following year. And within a within two months, I had a new job because I had to be able to pay for my rent. <laughs> like mm-hmm. and like a lot of well, sometimes you just snap too, you know. That's, yeah, that's, that's and, important. Yeah, I, I did snap there. I did snap because I had written letters to people at the corporate office and stuff, like you know, we're asking like you know what can we do? Like I'm tapped out. Like you know, you, you you say you can't give me a raise, and then you say that there's no position for me to move to, but then you told us there's opportunities. Like, what's going on? And they're like, Perfect. "Yeah, you're capped out. You can't get a raise, and uh, we have no position for you." And then I left. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, important. That's what you, that's what you should have. That's that that was the right decision. Yeah, you know, I I got a new job immediately with like a three dollar raise. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. Important. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's a good step up. It's closer to where you are. You know, and. It, it's in it's also like you know it's in your range the office you know the whole office yeah i'm sure you got that i'm sure you got that preppy office look going dude you still got those loafers bro still got oh that sweater. no yeah i have to dress you still nice. got that knit, yeah I have to, you got that knit sweater i have to i do sometimes but yeah i have to uh i have to wear actual shoes you know to work and oh, you know man, so. damn it yeah but uh you know it's good i i i, I help people uh, buy their groceries yeah <laughs> more or less uh yeah absolutely so uh, right. so let's uh yeah we get star wars yeah so you and i have uh talked uh, at great length about uh the sequel trilogy and all the things we felt uh went wrong right yeah yeah 
you know, we said some nice things too along yeah, the we way. Had epi- we had an episode where it was dedicated to being nice. Like, okay, you did right. all right. You know, a little golf clap, you know. Uh, but apparently some of the stars of those movies also uh, have some bad things to say about them. Um, one of them is very recent, and a lot of people were surprised, and I don't know why they were surprised. It seemed very obvious to, to me, and obvious, I think, to you as well, because uh, we both talked about how there was a lack of planning and cohesion. Yep. And yep. Uh, we'll start with uh, John Boyega's interview with GQ. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but so I'm flying. I decided to fly blind for all these because I, I remember now where the first part of the uh, the show tonight. Um, I I decided to fly blind for these just so I can react to them on the spot, so I can just like you know just process them kind of blind and just run them through the filters in my brain and just yeah. see you know what I generally think. So I'll just let you you know right. feed me the information okay, and see yeah. what I. So so you and I have both discussed also like the Force Awakens and how it was a great start and. We yes. saw these characters that seemed interesting and then mm-hmm. kind of fell flat in the other movies, right? Yep. Well, uh, John Boyega said, <laughs> this is the headline from this article. He said, I'm the only cast member whose experience of Star Wars was based on their race, right? Oof. And uh, he kind of goes on to explain, like, it, like uh, so this is, what, this is what he actually said. He said, I felt very fearful. Oof. Uh yeah. Like while on set? Yeah, he said, I felt very fe- fe- fearful, he said, remembering the expectant glances of the other passengers, the lapping sound of the water, the tense sway of the combo. Oh, no, he's talking about uh, his younger life. Sorry, this is not talking about Star Wars. Uh, he does talk about it later. Um, Because he, he's pretty much saying, like, you know, they knew what to do with Daisy Ridley. They knew what to do with Oscar Isaac, but they had no idea what to do with me, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so... He mentioned stuff like he talks about growing up in Nigeria and stuff like that, and you know how excited he was when he got got the role in Star Wars and everything. Um, Absolutely, because you know I'll be honest. When I first saw the cast list for like Daisy Ridley, like John Boyega, who the you know, because I'm I'm not much of a movie file. Well, I am a movie file, but I I just don't you know watch a lot of internet. Like you know, a lot of English and British movies usually don't come over here to California. Aside right. from very very few. You know, but I do know that there are a lot of produced that are just fe- featuring English actors all the time. Right. So I, I had no idea who they were or who John Boyega was. But I, you know, I, I think he's a phenomenal actor. I loved, and like The Force Awakens, I thought he was great. That whole, that whole, you know, that that whole movie, I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. Um. He, he was panicked. You know, he was he was that little bit of tinge of fear of the First Order was always present in him the entire time. Like he always flinches when he hears Tie Fighters or when he like you know the lasers flash around him or anything like that. Um, right. It, when when they get revenge on Phasma, <laughs> no, yeah. I'm control Phasma. What? Or you know the, the classic the hand solo. It's okay. We will use the force. Yeah, like, that's not that how was, the force works. Force works. That was a that was a that was a great scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's just, I just really think of it like this. Like this, this is the the first thing that came to mind is we get the scene with him trying to face down Ben Solo. Uh, you know, uh, I'm pulling a complete blank here, and I have no idea why. What's his Sith name? I forgot. Kylo I know Ren. His, Kylo Ren. Why did I not know that? That's so weird. Okay, but so we he he's facing down Kylo Ren. You know, with the lightsaber, and then he gets like burnt, right? Mm-hmm. 
and they he has the one scene where he's posing, and then Ray comes in and does her like you know I'm actually Palpatine's daughter, so I have magic crazy force powers. Uh-huh. I can you know beat you in combat sure. stuff. Yeah. Um, and I just really think really thought that they were in that moment that they were setting up a scene for like the last episode where it would be the same thing again and he would be striking the same pose but this time it would be a real battle you know a real life right. battle like because this he is what be a Jedi. yeah this is it what it definitely should have been i thought it was foreshadowing yeah. you know the, the whole it, the whole palpatine thing should have never happened it, it, like after after ben made his choices many times and mm-hmm. killed the snoke and became the supreme leader he should have stayed the supreme leader been the villain of the final film but yep. of course, then it couldn't be Star Wars with the redemption and the hope and blah, 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 blah. But mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so pretty much John Boyega is talking about like, you know, after he got cast on Star Wars, he became like, that's like the apex of his career. And he, he started taking on a whole bunch of work. Everybody wanted him all of a sudden, uh, mm-hmm. but it was too much for him. And then um, he pretty, he went on to say like, there was a gnawing doubt about Star Wars pretty much that everyone kept telling him he was so fortunate to be involved with. Um, so he said pretty much what changed was, uh, at that stage, he said, at that stage, I should pause to point out that here and now it is a hard, it is hard to square this period of personal crisis with the contended self-actualized man sitting opposed, uh, opposite me. We meet on late July day and then privately looked upstairs and okay. So he's talking about pretty much getting the role in star Wars. Um, and uh, da, da, da. okay. I should have read this ahead of time, to be honest, which I didn't. But <clears throat> oh, so we're both limelight. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, pretty, pretty much. It, it's, it seems like, um, you know, he, he, he wasn't happy with with the storyline, and he felt like they, they just didn't know what to do with him. Okay, here's, here's the quote. Here's the be- Here's the big quote. He said, okay. like, you guys knew what to do with Daisy Ridley. You knew what to do with Adam Driver. You knew what to do with those other people. But when it came to Kelly Marie Tran, when it came to John Boyega, you know fuck all. So what do you want me to say? Uh, what they want you to say is, I enjoyed being a part of it. It was a great experience. Nah, nah, nah. I'll take that deal when it come, uh, when it's a great experience. They gave all the nuance to Adam Driver, all the nuance to Daisy Ridley. Let's be honest. Daisy knows this. Adam knows this. Everybody knows this. I'm not exposing mm-hmm. anything. Um... I mean, those are strong words, but you can't really argue with them. Like they set him up for for something big. They did. They and, foreshadowed him making a classic Jedi pose. You know, the pose right. with the lightsaber. Yeah, the pose Luke is making on the the poster of Star Wars, like you know, a, a New Hope. Right. And he just and and it, when when Ray holds the lightsaber in the same fashion, she doesn't mm-hmm. look confident at all with it. You know, she looks shaky. She looks like she's very confused. But like yeah. learning about this power, but when Finn is holding the lightsaber, he looks strong and confident and ready to. He just to, wants to protect to his fight. only friend. Yeah, he wants to protect his only friend. And that's all he cares about, and that's the Jedi way. You know, without Emmy even having studied the Jedi text. <clears throat> right. And uh, it's just, yeah, man. Yeah, he also goes on to talk about like how his race played a role in it, and how, uh, like he said, nobody else in the Star Wars cast had people saying they would boycott the movie because of them. Mm-hmm. right which you can understand like you know people probably would want to boycott like oh you're making a you know this black guy this lead actor and a jedi and like you know oh sjw stuff like I-, I don't get any of that to be honest like i don't get why anybody cares anymore like yeah <laughs> like well, who, also who cares? It, the, also the thing is like you need to understand is that the internet is always a vocal minority no matter what you know like there there are the the very few like things that get upvoted on Twitter and like the very few comments for like the two thousand comments on Twitter, you need to remember like 
hundreds of millions of people saw Star Wars and probably enjoyed it, but they're probably like you and me. They're like, you know, I didn't go online and make any comments about it because that's just not who I am, you know, because I understand. Right. I, I, I've been on the internet my entire life, so I understand from a fundamental point of view that those comments don't really mean anything to anyone but myself, and I'm just trying to, you know, or, or, or unless I'm trying to fan out with someone, but in that case, I would just call you and you do what we're doing right now. <laughs> Right. You know. Well, to be fair, I mean, I've been doing, I've been podcasting for a long time. Yeah. And you know, on my other podcast, Nerdy Boys Reviews, I, I said I've said a lot about Star Wars. I, you know, we've reviewed The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker, and um, yeah, I mean, this is one of those things where it's like I, I've said a lot, and nobody's ever come after me, but that's probably just because not enough people listen to even care. But <laughs> yeah. Um, you well, know, that like, like this is why I don't have a Twitter. It's just because like I don't want to deal with it because like. I just realized it's not really that important, you know? <laughs> yeah, even if even if you don't engage with it, if you see it, it's just, like, toxic, you know? Like, you autom- yeah. you see all these people arguing and saying stupid shit that, like, you're just like, ah, come on. Yeah. Like, like the, and it al- that's what it always divulges to nowadays. Like, I haven't seen a single Twitter thread that hasn't about it, talking about, like, a fan-based substance thing that doesn't break down to a fight. And, and, and right. It's just, I, I mean, yeah. it all comes up eventually. All the toxicity, it, mm-hmm. it rears its ugly head eventually. You know, even if but like, I, but yeah, it, I can just comment that I am very confused why these studios are listening so much to like this online media pressure. You know, they should be doing what businesses do best. They listen. They look at the statistics from the spreadsheets and they make just business decisions based on what sells good. You know, right. yeah. um, and cases of like serious moral breach where they're appealing to a certain type of people let's say nazis in which case you know there should be some sort of like some some, some sort of i don't know yeah the, the, that gets into shaky ground I, why I do so many registered that. sex offenders like our films <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, so strange. Uh, maybe you should do something <laughs> a little different than uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah but and, and it's it's just it, it is very strange to me like i i just don't understand why um and yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like, I, yeah. I think with Finn being, Finn was a great character before anything, you know, and the fact that he, other people, the certain people can project on him, that's great. You know, that's the, that's amazing for them. There are other characters I can project on in this movie, you know, or I can just project on Finn, you know, just totally. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, you know. Right. And, I, well, but it, it's it, been made clear to me that that's important to some people, you know. Yeah. And they, I just, they, they took it from this is Ray, Finn, and Poe's story to this is Ray and Kylo's story, right? Yes. Well, yes. like, and, and that's kind of the beginning and end of it is like, okay, all of a sudden, all these other characters are just the supporting cast and we don't care about them and it's just about Rey and Kylo. Mm-hmm. Right? And everyone else is just going to help them get to where they need to go. Yep. And like, Which and, is the end in front of the Emperor. So, right. And, you know, and, yeah. So they could do this stupid Sith ritual that like... And people, people, I remember, you know, like I, I didn't engage in these arguments but I'm very aware of them. People mm. blame Ryan Johnson to a huge extent because yeah. of The Last Jedi and they say, J.J., had plans for Snoke. JJ had plans for Ray's parents. JJ had plans for uh, for Luke. JJ had all these plans, right? Yeah. See, but my instant reaction to that is obviously like this is this is the argument that you might drop is like if JJ Abrams wanted to do all the Star Wars movies, he probably could have put enough pressure on to do all the Star Wars movies. You know, he right. clearly didn't want to. He didn't want to do them, or else he wouldn't have let someone take over them. Exactly. They're, JJ they're, didn't even want to do The Force Awakens. 
JJ yeah. agreed to it and he said, I'll do one and I'll be done and I'll move on. And Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy and people at Disney higher up should have made the overall decisions. They, yes. Anybody who knows anything about writing a story, about writing a script, anybody who's ever heard George Lucas talk about Star Wars knows you have a story planned out from beginning to end, character arcs planned out from mm-hmm. beginning to end, and then you break it up from there. And yeah. and the thing is, right, George Lucas, people can say what they want about him, but the only thing he ever cared about for Star Wars movies was was being true to true to his story. That's all he ever cared about. And people yes. can say, well, he just wanted to make money. Like, he didn't make money. His wealth didn't come from Star Wars movies. His wealth came from maintaining international uh, uh, licensing rights to toys. Like, all yeah, his yeah, money so came from we toys. Gotta be, we gotta be honest here, okay? George Lucas, that dude is still walking around in, like, carpenter jeans and a button-down t-shirt tucked in with some loafers. He's been wearing the same outfit for, like, 30 years, okay? If George yeah. Lucas was in this to make some money, He's not. Really. I mean, and, and to be fair, he did make money. He made four he, billion dollars off of Disney, He's one of right? the richest. Ma- he's he made one of the most successful. Mo- he, he helped. You know, he is the the spark that started the fire that is Star Wars, the most <laughs> successful movie right. franchise of all time. You know, like without him, Star Wars as we know would probably not be here today. We wouldn't have yeah. a podcast. We'd be talking about something else. Exactly. You know? And and the thing is, it feels like Disney had no respect for Star Wars. The, yeah, when that's you look it. at it, because they they just they knew we'll make Star Wars movies, they'll be successful, we'll make money, no matter what. Yeah, and so they didn't put that much thought and planning into it, which is very evident. But mm-hmm. people seem to think that that there was a lot of thought and planning that they just didn't care that Ryan Johnson changed all this stuff because hey, yeah. you know, apparently they have no oversight as the people overseeing the movies. Um, nope. You know, <clears throat> I would, I, you know, I'd even argued with people that I was friends with, not argued, but like discussed. And I'm, I'm trying to explain to them th- just because we as fans had expectations from the force awakens moving on, doesn't mean that those plans were existed. Right. Yeah. Snoke didn't have to be s- this person. Like everybody had these theories. Oh, it's Mace Windu or it's Jar Jar Binks or whatever. All this shit. Right. I was, I was really behind the dark Plagius theory, you know, like right. I thought that's, I thought that's an honor because you look just like a mutton. So I just assumed like, you know, that was a little Easter egg, but right. It, so it I mean, uh, people had yeah. all these ideas like, Oh, it's planned. It's planned. And you know, Kathleen Kennedy came out and talked about Palpatine. Yeah. We, we've had this plan since the beginning and mm. all this stuff. And, and and it's just great to have proof now that it was all utter bullshit, which we knew from the start. But people are still surprised when Daisy Ridley was interviewed on a late night TV show and was asked if she knew her grandfather was going to be Palpatine. And she said straight up, we toyed with that idea. We toyed with the idea of me being a Kenobi. We toyed with the idea of Ray being nobody. Before we started filming episode nine, JJ came to me and brought up the idea of of Granddaddy Palpatine, and I was like, "Cool, this is a this is a cool idea." She said he came back two weeks later and said, "Nah, we don't really like that idea. We're gonna do something else." And it wasn't until midway through filming that she knew it was gonna be him. And you know what? Who the fuck is that's surprised like, by that? That is that's just in a professional and one of the like we're not talking about prof- okay. There's professional and then there's elite here. Okay. We're talking about one of the biggest movie studios in the world that has access to resources that are beyond like our human comprehension, right? They have hundreds of gajillions of dollars, like and probably enough money to go to the sun and back twice, you know, whatever. And just just hearing that, like it just it makes my head turn. Like I just don't understand it. Like this level of 
cluster fuckiness. That's what it is. Like at the end of the day, oh, you're the granddaughter. Oh, you're grand. Oh, you're not the granddaughter. Oh, you're the granddaughter again. Like you know, it's just that's not that's that's an obvious sign right there that things were not good from the get go. You know, when you're just shifting gears like that randomly in the middle of your story, when you're when you're you know, Act Two is just this giant clusterfuck that's affecting Act One and Act Three. It's yeah. just it's it's. People, people acted like it was such a big deal at, in The Last Jedi. They were so mad when Kylo said, your parents are no one. And everybody's like, he's lying. They can't be no one. There's so much significance about her parents, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, mm. dude, do you guys not remember the flashback of her as a little girl with her parents flying off? She knows what her parents look like. She knows who they are. There's no way they're, th- that they're Luke Skywalker or, or Han Solo or anybody significant because she yep. knows her parents. She's yeah. seen them. Like she's seen them. You're, yeah. you're five years old. You see your parents leaving. You're gonna remember their faces. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I, I knew from the start her parents were nobody. They should have been nobody. It was not a surprise. It was it, that made me so happy. I was like, holy shit! Thank God they're making a good decision. You know, and J.J. Abrams coming out later and saying, well, you know, we we played with this idea of her being nobody, but you know, we we played with the idea of someone who is special coming from nothing and someone special coming from the worst possible place. And we thought that resonated more like, no, it doesn't resonate more to me. Like, yeah, because, no, because, like, because you don't have to come from a terrible place to, to like, <sighs> I used to empty garbages for a living. Like I, I'm coming for, I'm nobody, you know, it's the thing. Like most of us work jobs that are background character jobs. You and know? our parents like, are normal people. Like, the NBI, like my dad, my dad was a contractor and my mom, my mom owned retail stores until she became a realtor, you know, right. like, and you're still just, we're just still kind of nobody, you know, like we just yeah. work regular job. We don't, we're not even involved like globally in anything. We're not important. It, it, it might resonate more to some people that she comes from the worst possible place, but it'll resonate mm-hmm. more to more people that she was just nobody. But she's still special because then anybody can be that, right? Because, yeah, because she had to do something, you know. She was around and she was there. She had lights here in hands, so she just had to do something, you know. Well, and we also talked about some of the tropes, like, uh, in relationships in Star Wars. We talked about, like, you know, a lot of the, like, classical tropes that are used in films and TV and stuff for relationships when we talked about the Star that in Star Wars last week, right? And it's the same thing. There's this trope, and and I think it's based in reality in a lot of ways too. A lot of people feel like if they if they have a bad life, if bad things happen to them, then people will love them and they'll take pity on them and they'll respect them. And and like there's like this idea that if you if you have a victim mentality and mm-hmm. and you know you you go through hard times and struggles, people respect you and they'll like you. But they they, they really don't. They just feel bad for you, right? Like yeah. pe- people who have a heart are gonna like sympathize and 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 feel bad for you, but it doesn't make you a good, interesting person to have gone through shitty things, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know, we we all like to 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 we do this growing up. Like I remember, I I had this mindset like I grew up very poor, and other people who grow up rich have never had to struggle and stuff, and like they don't understand what it's like, right? But like at the same time, it's like I don't know what the fuck they've had going in their life. Maybe their parents died when, or something, you know, like. Like, just because, like, and, and we make it a competition, too. Like, growing up, I, I, I don't know if this is everybody, but I feel like for me, like, I, I had a victim mentality growing up. Like, if I have bad things happen in my life, if I have a lot of struggles and a lot of responsibilities, people will like me and respect me. But, yeah. like, now I realize, like, that's just such a bad, flawed way of thinking about things. And yeah, like, like, you just need to be yourself and then people, you know. Right. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, it's like, oh, oh, no, my parents got divorced when I was 
I was 12. Okay, dude, good, good for you. Like the divorce rates are sky high. Everybody goes through yeah. that. Like it doesn't make me special. It doesn't make me interesting. It doesn't make make anything anything. It's just it's just whatever, right? Like yeah. And when you think about it as an adult, right? We talked about this too. These these themes come up all the time with us, right? Like we've talked over and over about um, shit. I lost it. Oh my god. Ah. Find it, Christian. Grab it. Um, Grab it quick before it goes away. Uh, we've talked, we, we've talked so much about, um, shit, dude. Oh my God. It was, it's Uh, uh, wasted potential. Uh, no, uh, perspective growing up and you have different perspective, right? We talked about like, you know, when you're a kid and you watch star Wars, you don't have the perspective you have growing up. Right. Like as an adult watching it. Right. And uh, like when I, when my parents go into a a divorce, my perspective was like, you know, parents should stay together. Like, you know, they're cheating is bad, blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. and cheating is still bad. Like as an adult, I realize that. Right. But yeah, uh, adultery like, is bad. <clears throat> like now it's like, I, I, I look at it from the perspective of like, my parents probably didn't have the most healthy relationship and it's probably the best thing for us that they got divorced. Right. And there's yeah. so many parents that stay together for the sake of their kids and kids are very perceptive and it's toxic and it wears on them. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's worse sometimes for parents to stay together when together than yeah, I've known people in my life where like together they were just fighting all the time and they it wore on their kids, yeah. you know, but they were trying to stay together for the kids because they didn't want to be like those other parents because you know the early two thousands, you, you know, your personal story and I was lucky enough my parents stayed together, but I was surrounded by people dozens of divorces, you know, in my class alone, and like that that was a it, it was just astounding to see. You know, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, as a kid, like when your parents get divorced, and like w- with my personal situation, it, it felt like like you know my sister and I were just kind of unwanted by our dad in in some mm-hmm. ways, and I don't think that's true. Thinking about it now, like as an adult with a, with an actual like mature perspective, but as a kid, like you just feel like your whole world is changing and everything's being taken away from you, and like you feel unloved and unwanted, and like you feel like personally kind of aggrieved by it, right? So, mm-hmm. um, but you know, you grow up and you get perspective and, and it makes a difference. And, and it's the same thing, like <clears throat> with, with, you know, everything like we, I'm bringing it back to the actual topic is like, they, they gave, they gave Ray that, that thing. Like she had a hard life and mm-hmm. she, and she, you know, um, you know, she comes from the worst place and, and, you know, all and she these, was like, and she had a victim mentality too. Like she was convinced that her parents would eventually return. Like she was convinced that one day that they would, they would feel basically feel bad and want to come back for her. You know, right. they sold her and they, this, so she was staying on Jakku. She was basically trapped by her parents, you know? Yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing is like the force awakens. People can talk about, Oh, they, they ruined race parentage with the with the, the last Jedi, or they ruined Snoke with the. I don't care about any of that stuff. What they really ruined is how interesting Finn was in mm-hmm. in the Force Awakens. Like this is a character who overcame his coding of being a stormtrooper, and and initially his first instinct throughout most of the movie is to run. All he wants yes. to do is run away, and and he comes to this place where he decides I'm not going to run anymore. I'm going to stand and fight. And I'm gonna do the right thing, and I'm gonna help the resistance, and 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 all this great stuff. And then the next movie, they're just like, well, uh, Poe doesn't want to listen to women, and you're gonna be a cyborg. He's running around with this chick on this casino planet. They're yeah. blowing stuff up. Oh, look, it's the hacker. Oh, wait, no, they found a different hacker. Oh, now they're in a ship. Oh, now they're back on a bigger ship. Oh, that jib exploded. Ah, like it's just. 
There is right. nothing like there was nothing there. It was all empty filler plot. Like what? aside eventually aside from eventually getting them onto the big star destroyer or whatever the fuck they called it. Yeah. What did that what did that whatever, yeah. what is the super what did that what did that side plot contribute to the overall it, whole? It, it didn't do anything. It didn't it do it, anything. It set them on a tumble that eventually landed them in the right spot. All, all, it, all it accomplished was that Captain Phasma died. Literally, that's it. Yeah. Like, like they, they literally did nothing. The they scab. did nothing. <laughs> it's like, just, they gave Finn his one-liner. Like, the one, honestly, like... That the was so one, cringe. The dumbest one-liner I have ever heard in a movie. They're, it's in a Star Wars movie. And, and, and they kept saying it in the movie. I'm sorry. This is where this is where I do agree with people about Ryan Johnson not understanding Star Wars. Not just the Luke thing, but they are not rebels. And over and over, they're like, come on, rebels. Ah, yeah, we're rebels. You're not yeah. rebels. You had You're the Republic. Rebels. Like, like you ruled the galaxy. You are not rebels anymore. Rebels. <laughs> yeah. Like, Except the old republic got the republic got destroyed again. Yeah, so, yeah, you know. but now they're just a resistance. They're not rebels. But I mean, I guess yeah. it doesn't make sense to be like I'm resistance scum. You they're know, survivor. They're survivor scum. I don't like. It. Yeah. Oh man. So who else? Okay. So John Boyega is that. Okay. Let's let's pull this back to its original. Yeah. I mean, point. I mean, what John it comes Boyega down to is John John Boyega started it. Uh, like for me, he started it with this interview. You know, coming out saying they didn't know what to do with with my character, and they they made all these decisions based on race, and people treated mm-hmm. me different because of my race. Which I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take that away from him. Like that's his experience, and and uh, you know, I I hope. People don't do that, but obviously people are scumbags and people are still racist. And people's even people who are not racist or try not to be racist and they're quote unquote woke, right? Like yeah. these are people that like go out of their way to like accommodate people of other races, which you, you you're being racist, you know? Like yeah, you make them feel unwelcome. Like you, you make them feel kind, like like look, your kindness is almost artificial, you know? right? Uh, like uh, like a person of color doesn't want you to treat them differently like, they're a different, like right a different per, like a different from a different planet <laughs> yeah like <laughs> just, human just treat them how you treat anybody else like and and i can understand if it's like people that only grew up in a certain area that like didn't have many like much cultural diversity or whatever they don't know how to act around certain people like okay yeah. like you can understand it like if you're a little socially awkward right like, i'm but, a little socially awkward sometimes like sometimes i get really nervous that i stiff up you know yeah it's like you you know, like you shouldn't talk to a person of color in a tone where, like, it sounds like to them what you're saying is, "Oh, you're black. How are you?" Like, yeah, you know, it's just, like, "Hi, how are you, sir? Like, how's you know, your day going?" Yeah, like just treat them how you treat anybody, and you know, like, yeah. it, and and it's obvious for and John Boyega's experience that wasn't the case, and yeah. and, and also and, how how John like how he explained it, like to me, it's almost worse than that because it's clear that at least. J.J. Uh, Abrams, I'm convinced somewhere there's probably a, a screenplay for the sec for the second and third movies. You probably finished the whole thing, you know, because the first movie was pretty good. You and I both. I, really I don't even it. think he had a plan. I honestly think he just started it, and he was like, "You guys take it from here." Like, mm-hmm. I, I honestly believe he he just wanted to do it and get out because yeah, because he, Finn was interesting in the first movie. They gave us an interesting character, right? And so it's worse than like they didn't know what to do with Finn. No, it's 
someone knew what to do with Finn, and then the, whoever they they whoever it got passed off to dropped the fucking ball. I feel like you know? he I feel like he did in his head have this idea for Finn, and mm-hmm. we saw what Finn's arc should have been in the Last Jedi done in Rise of Skywalker, like finding out his force sensitivity and and yep. becoming a general and stuff, and then that should have carried on into the last movie with him and Ray training together and yep. like you know building up for this big showdown, but instead. You know, like, J.J. tried, I think, his best to bring Finn back to where he should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's too hard little to make too late. Someone, yeah, it's hard to make someone who... The problem is with Jedi, it's supposed to be growth, you know? We right. love because we grow with Luke. He becomes a more powerful Jedi through the movies. Same yeah. thing with Anakin. With Anakin, we meet him as a kid. By the third, by Revenge of the Sith, he's a super powerful Jedi knight, you know? Yeah. I remember and, he said and, something in the interview as well, John Baega did, about how... Uh, like the the hairdressers didn't know how to how to cut black <laughs> hair and stuff and like you know like it's it's just one of those things that like you know when when you talk about right white privilege and people some people get offended and they're like you know like oh you know I face hardships too but th- that's one of the things is like you've never had to worry about how you're gonna like if someone's gonna know how to cut your hair unfortunately yeah. I have to worry about that all the time because I fuck it up every time I go there even though I tell them how to do it and it's also, very simple it's too you think that they would just like ask him for his own personal style team you know right. like there's such an easy fix to all these solutions but instead if he brought that up it means they kept doing it right it means they kept giving him these hairstylists that didn't know how to cut his hair deal treat his hair properly right and you know and i i know i'm friends with someone and sh- her hair got ruined because of someone who didn't know how to make dreads properly right, right. so if you if, if you find up it can really permanently damage your hair yeah, she and, had to and we have she had to she had to use a, you know, she had to spend a lot of time fixing her hair from the damage of the improper treatment because right. of someone that didn't know how to treat her hairstyle. Which know? sucks because we take a lot of pride in our hair, you know, like as Absolutely. people, like we take a lot of pride in how we present ourselves to other people a lot of times, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just how it is, and like you know, I like I, if I don't wear a hat or do my hair in a certain way, it looks fucking shit. Like the side of my hair is like thirteen different lengths right now because they. Don't understand how to do the simplest fucking haircut in the world. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, your barber doesn't listen to this. You're going to fucking uh, cut your throat next time. No, no, no. I, so I heard I, you on your podcast. Yeah, yeah it's just... Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. I can't. I, can't. I get it. But yeah. So what other what other Star Wars news is there? Uh, I mean, that that was really it. I mean, and it, and it really just boils down to to what, what what we've been saying all the time. Like, even with John Boyega's interview, it's clear they didn't have a plan for his character. Like, they just did whatever they, right and, and also like there, there's something i want to because like there's a root core of this problem like they didn't have a plan like it's not just a thing okay disney studios didn't have a plan for one of the most successful movie studio of all time didn't have a plan for the most successful movie franchise of all time and that's just absurd you know <laughs> this is this is just is this is something you this is the top this is the cream of the crop all a-list everyone if your camera operators, years of experience, all your your sound crew, years of experience. You've got Imagineers making your practical effects. You've got Pixar studio people in there working on, like, uh, I'm not sure if this is true or not, but I'm sure you've got some influence from all the studios. Well, I mean, you know? they have Lucasfilm Limited. I mean, they have they have they Industrial have, Lights and Magic. They have all this great all technology. They, they, have, they have the tools. They can build it. They just didn't. Like, for some reason... At some point, a bunch of people in charge are like, I don't want to deal with this. And they just walked away, you know? And then it just, like, it's like, it's like, it's like taking an amazing ship out to sea with the best crew. And then the crew just ditches the ship because they don't want to fucking deal with it anymore. Right. You know, it it's, just, it's one of those things where, like, 
you you think it's be, it's because it's it, like a hundred percent is because it's Star Wars that they took this approach, right? Yes. And you well, look it, at uh, you look at the MCU, was, you, right? And the so MCU. You, just so I can clarify what you're saying, like they took this approach. You're saying that just because they were Star Wars movies, they were going to make matter. They you thought they were going to make mad, money no matter what. Yeah, they they, they yeah. took this approach of like you know let's just let directors do whatever they want and be creative because no matter what, even if it's bad, we're going to make money, yeah. right? And and that's not why they're bad inherently. Like they still could have been great films despite being money grabs. They could have Absolutely. been great films. That's not why they're bad. But yeah. but it's why Disney took that approach. That are, and to like even for even for that, there are plenty of money grabs that are great films. Let's be fair. Ninety percent like, of movies are money grabs because grabs. Like, if they're not making money, just, they're not making the movies. Like, sometimes I want to go to a movie theater. I want to sit down. I want to watch shit blow up for two hours while I eat greasy popcorn and drink soda and like you know like yeah, laugh at funny and it's like a social event jokes. too. Yeah. Yeah, you go with your friends. I meet, you know, I meet up with you, or we, you know, we go to a premiere. And like, God, yeah. I miss, don't you miss going to the? Yeah, meets? I do. Like, it, it's. We should go when they open back up and when we feel safe. And I'm not saying here my grandma anymore. Me and you should go. Well, yeah. I'll drive out there. We should uh, go to that theater with that fancy pretzel, the pretzel, pretzel sticks. They have. As long as I don't have to wear a mask in a theater, I'll be okay. Yeah. I don't want to wear a mask for two hours. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so, uh, I, yeah, I understand. Yeah, it's it's just like you you. This is this is where it comes to me, right? Like the MCU has been very good, very consistent, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's because Kevin Feige cares about it, and yeah. Kevin Feige is the right person to put in charge of this massive thing, right? And it makes me wonder, though, right? If if Disney owned the rights to Spider Man early on, before the MCU started, they would have started with Spider Man. You can almost guarantee it. They would have started with mm-hmm. Spider Man, and it probably wouldn't have been very good. Because they probably so? wouldn't have cared. Because mm. they know it's Spider-Man. The Spider-Man, he's he gonna will make, make money. money, right? And so Iron Man. With Iron Man. Look at yeah. who cares about Iron. People, people love Iron Man now. I'm sorry to the people who love Iron Man. Before Iron Man came out in comics, he was always just the least interesting member of the Avengers. Always. Yeah, like he, he was just sex jokes, alcohol, and I'm really smart. Like he was yeah. MacGuffin. They got brought in to solve technical he's, issues. He's boring. Right? I I never yeah. liked Iron Man. Never. Yeah. But Robert yeah. Downey Jr. is Iron Man now. I, I mean, there's no, there's no getting around it. In comics, it's Robert you know, Downey abs- Jr. Yeah, absolutely. Like you know, he influenced that alcohol life, that Playboy lifestyle. How self-destructive it is, you right? Know? And that's an interesting, you know. Obviously, that's a very exclusive group of people, but that appeals to some people having a self-destructive lifestyle fueled by money. You know. Yeah, and and that's the thing is like. Nobody cares about Iron Man, and Disney knows that. Okay, whatever. Like they're they're gonna take this approach where we need it to make money. And yeah. and we're we're gonna do what we need to do to make sure. And they hired the right people, John Favreau and Robert Downey Jr. And they made this thing work. And work, then they did yep. Captain America, who yeah, sure, some people like, but again, he's just kind of boring as a character yeah. in, in comics. But Chris Evans made I'm him Captain interesting. Captain America, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, he, he literally flies around and starts playing with people. Yeah, up. you look at most of these movies, like you know Captain America, Iron Man. Okay, mm-hmm. Thor, people like he's interesting. Right. Yep. Okay. Um, who was the other one? Was there another one before that? Uh, Just Hulk, the Hulk, right? The Does Hulk, that really count? The Hulk uh, right. But then the <laughs> Avengers, right? This big <laughs> enterprise, right? All okay. But now we have someone behind the helm running it. Kevin Feige. He's in charge. Yeah. He's gonna make sure. But you even look at the other movies in Phase Two. It's like all these, you know, sequels and, or whatever. And then Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Look at Guardians of the Galaxy. That trailer came out, and that movie looked fucking garbage. And again, everyone, every, nobody cares about Guardians of the Galaxy. Say, everybody was saying that, that was this is gonna be the first time they fucked up. I yeah. remember people saying that all the time. Like, oh man, like Chris Pratt is that the guy from Parks and Rec? Like, you know, all this stuff and. 
and ended up being one of honestly one of the most entertaining cinematic one of the most entertaining cinematic experiences. You know, we've right. Yeah, had the pleasure of sharing together. Like seeing that movie in theaters was a great time. Everybody was laughing. Everybody loved the music. It was just fun. You know, it was right. a fun movie. I remember that was the same summer too that like the first like kind of live action TMNT movie came out with oh, Megan yeah. Fox in it, and you know like we're like we were we were kind of excited to see that too because you know that that looked good and that movie was fucking trash and then we saw yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy we're like that movie doesn't look very good that movie is fucking awesome right, awesome like yeah you for know, all the shit of TMNT though the second movie though I gotta admit the second movie was a lot of fun man. was it I didn't it was, see it I actually greatly enjoyed the second movie because okay. it was a lot more TMNT. But I grew up with the cartoons, you know, when it was kind of dumb actiony. So it was a lot, like it was more dumb actiony than the original. But the original tried to be kind of edgy, you know. Yeah. And this one wasn't at all. And that was okay. the best part. Cool. So. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just like one of those things where it's like Disney's approach to Star Wars was just like hands off, let let directors do what they want, and it, it sh- they should have been a plan. Like this is the, again, like this is one of those things, and I've heard someone else say this, and this is, and I I kind of I kind of agree with them. Is like. Disney just had no respect for this. Like, mm-hmm. and they even were offered help from George Lucas. George Lucas told him when, when he sold Star Wars, he said, I have plans for 7, 8, 9, and I'll give you those plans if you want to use them. Dude, could you just imagine them, like, him just sitting down with, like, with just espousing, like, you know, whatever the fuck he had bouncing around in his head to all these writers like to Ryan Johnson like what if it's just Ryan Johnson and George Lucas and they sat down together and they just right. hashed out they hashed out 7 8 and 9 that's exactly how it should have gone and the if thing is right that's the thing Ryan Johnson is a fantastic director like he he's he he does amazing work his cinematography is very good like mm-hmm. he is he's good at what he does the problem is he just doesn't understand Star Wars so having George and Lucas George- there like what he because he literally is star wars he right. is star wars yeah i mean what a team that would be like, like let's be honest george lucas he can direct but he's not a great director like yeah. he's not a gr- well, no okay ryan, i take that ryan back he johnson, is a really good director but like yeah. he's not a ryan, great writer okay sir ryan johnson direct he was a director for all of the 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 last jedi right just yeah he wrote and directed last jedi Okay, so that scene when they're fighting in the throne room against yeah. the Red Guard is phenomenal. And yep. when it's burning in the background, it looks amazing. And that scene when the Super Starter or whatever it is explodes is phenomenal, you know? Yeah. And just that with a good story, uh, like with real Star Wars stuff, like... Uh, again, like, and yeah. I, I think The Last Jedi had a good story, but not a good oh, Star I'm Wars story. Cry. Oh, my God. It's a really bad <laughs> Star Wars story. <laughs> it's right? just... Yeah, and it, it's just... And, uh, look, the story wasn't tight. Like the the story was very loose in some of the ways, especially the Kanda thing. That that never needed to happen. Like mm-hmm. like literally, you can take it out of the movie and it changes nothing about the movie, which tells yep. you it's pointless, right? Yeah, it's an, an actual pointless sequence. And, hey, we're hyperspacing away. Hey, we're hyperspacing back. Hey, we're here. Right. I, I mean, now we're on board. When it's convenient for us to be and on board. Also, Poe Dameron loves BB-8 so much, but he always lets other people take him everywhere. Yeah. Like. We trust him. It's a kind of special kind of love. It's trustful yeah. love. Yeah, it's it's just like you you had George Lucas at your disposal, and you just you told didn't, him we'll, we'll look into it, and you just threw it out the window. You just didn't give a shit. Like, and that's the thing is like George Lucas. Ha, no matter how bad it was, like we can all sit here and talk about how bad some of his ideas have been and how bad some of his some of the Star Wars movies have been that he did, but like he was dedicated he, he, to telling the story he wanted to tell more than anything 
no matter what. That's so. Can I can I ask you something just to clarify on that? Mm -hmm. What do you what story is he trying? He's trying to tell the story of Anakin Skywalker, or right? Do you think that's what? Do you think that's the story he's trying to tell? Yeah, I mean, seven, eight, nine would have would have obviously continued some form of story in regards to like Luke, Leia, and Han, right? But yeah, absolutely. You know, and it it would probably would have had to deal with the kids. like, you know, Ben Solo-esque, I guess. But, like, you know, it, it would have dealt with something more specific to to Anakin Skywalker. Because the thing is, like, the Skywalker saga is all about Anakin. But yeah. 7, 8, 9 isn't about him at all. Mm-hmm. Aside from Kylo Ren wanting to live up to the, this legacy, right? And which, staring into Darth Vader's helmet and talking to him. Right, which which is also a, a plot point that kind of gets dropped. dropped like, that's, yeah. Because that's... That's 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 really really weird. It gets and neglected, they, yeah. And like, they didn't talk. Then that's really cool. Like he's sitting in there talking to an inanimate object, like Hannibal Lecter, you know. And it, it never got. It, it's just why does Anakin's Force Ghost never show up till the very end when it's convenient for closing the thing? It's not even a Force Ghost. It's just a voice in her head. Voice, like where is his? You know, where is his Force Ghost coming to Ben saying, his, "Dude." His, strength she's she's getting his strength ray the force is with you come on christian don't you feel that one come on man that one second cameo isn't enough isn't enough for you come on man dude they they gave more lines to people that nobody's ever heard of than him like let's be honest like 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 i I know who luminara is but no not a lot of people do like like I know who Ayla Secure is, but not a lot of people do. Like, why are you giving these people lines over over Hayden Christensen, right? Like, people know Anakin's voice, right? I don't know. Could have been Ray talking with Anakin about the mistakes he's made and the mistakes of the Jedi. Like, what if he still believed why he left the Jedi or, like, why he wanted to leave the Jedi Order? You know, like, right. like dude. You understand why Anakin doesn't show up and tell Luke, hey, dude, you're fucking up. It's like, we, we were told Luke cuts himself off from the Force. Okay, we understand that. Mm-hmm. But Ray didn't. <laughs> yep. Why the fuck can Ray not get Anakin to yeah. talk to her or Yoda? Like, come on! Like, we, we, I don't know, dude. Like, this whole thing is just very confusing just to me. Too, the more, and, and it's just, I mean, like, you know, we could sit here and bash all day. We've spent, you know, probably we spent one whole episode bashing it, and then oh. combined, combined over the next three episodes, we probably spent a whole another episode bashing it. Yeah, it's it's just like so frustrating. And then like when this news comes out, like we, it's not surprising to either of us. Like we knew they didn't have a plan. We knew Palpatine was just thrown in at the last minute. Yeah. Like this, this was all obvious. And then like it's even worse that like they throw him in, and then like oh yeah, now you're the grandpa of Ray. Like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, it makes me want to cry. Like Ryan Johnson and George Lucas. Like, what? If the okay, case, do you know when Ryan Johnson entered the picture for Star Wars? Like, when was he discussed? Like, to actually be well, like be involved. That's like, the problem. Know? It's like the Force Awakens was already done. You know? Oh yeah. Okay. So it, that like uh, like this is the thing. There's no plan. Like they should have planned all this out easily quickly got it all done like and this is what i don't understand right they should have had if not ryan johnson and any other writer just sit in a room hash out all three from beginning to end well all you needed they filmed these things sequentially like the the thing is right there's like when you look at the original trilogy and you look at the, the prequels there's time between all those movies there's a lot of time right 
Mm-hmm. In these movies, it feels like nothing ever, never, nothing happens in the time between like things. Like it just picks up where it left off every time, right? So yeah. why not film all three at once, right? Like this is the thing. Like there is no, <laughs> there is no period of time between seven and eight. There's no it, period of time. It literally picks up right, right. where they left off. You're right. And and you look at you look at Lord of the Rings. These are nine hours, like nine, nine, ten hours for for the movies, right? They were filmed all back to back at one time. Yeah. Yep. You look at the Hobbit movies, which is another ten hours altogether. They were filmed all back to back at one time. Yep. So you're telling me Star Wars couldn't do that? Like, I, I, I mean, most of it's CGI anyway. <laughs> like, come on, I don't. Yes, get I'm just, it. I'm just killing, I'm just killing things in World of Warcraft to distract myself from right. just like you know frothing at the mouth because it's just. You're right. At the end of the day, like. I love Star Wars, but man, like this, like this, every time we get deep, when you really start to cut deep into this stuff, it just shows how much did one is one, obviously just the lack of respect for Star, the IP of Star Wars. Like, you know, they obviously didn't care. They didn't care enough about Star Wars to have the father of Star Wars who is still alive and well. Like, imagine if they would have had J.R.R. Tolkien on set of Lord of the Rings, you know? Well, if that, they, if that happened, I don't they, think they would have ever made the movies. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay, let's let's pretend that there are certain aspects of Tolkien that, like, you know, let's pretend he was a little bit more open-hearted with the IP and he wanted, like, you know, to make these movies. And, like, you know, he, he saw that he had a vision, you know, whatever. I, I okay, think let's... with the way uh, cinema has gone, I think he would have changed his mind eventually and realized the amazing things that they could do with it. Yes, yeah. And he would have so, showed them some stills, absolutely. So just, but they had. Like, what I'm saying is that they had this a similar opportunity. You know, the 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 well that created the lake that is Star Wars, and they just didn't utilize it. It was there. It was there the whole. He was there the whole time. He was alive. He, I don't really think he does anything anymore because he doesn't really. Honestly, he doesn't really have to. And if I was him, I would just be sitting around all day reading books and like chilling, like you know, because what else. You know what else does he have to do? Yeah, I and mean, it, it, I'm sure he does like tours for comics. Like I, I you know, I, I'm not gonna devote say I know a ton about George Lucas's personal life, but I just, you know, what else does he do that he can, you can't just call him like, hey George, we need you on set because he wants you to, you know. Yeah, I mean, Star Wars. It, and that's the thing is right. Like he didn't he didn't go to the premiere of any of the new movies did he or did he just miss the I, last one i, I don't that remember is but, it, like you know me i don't really i don't really follow like uh celebrity news that yeah. much i know Wonder, i know like, he didn't go to at least, at least he didn't go to rise of skywalker's premiere and i don't blame him for that and yeah. you know what <clears throat> you know what's awesome this is a testament right this is a testament to how good some things that disney's doing are and how bad some things disney's doing are he's on set of the mandalorian <laughs> he's there for both seasons he's- he's there posing with the baby Yoda he's like looking at it like oh yes like yeah he's he's making fun of Dave Filoni for not setting up shots fast enough like yep. you know like the- <laughs> John Favreau's like hey man are you doing anything he probably texts him like hey man you doing anything no I'm just chilling in my huge ass mansion in LA or wherever like the fuck he looks. he's right. like alright you want to come down to set and hang out and he probably just walks around and makes observations and makes comments oh you know some, it's just little things that add up yeah. to make the movie, you know, Star Warsy and great. And you just look you know, at for, his comments too. Like when he talks yeah. about the Mandalorian, he's like, "It's great." Now I can watch as a fan. Blah blah blah. His comments about the sequels. Oh uh, yeah, you know they're doing what they're doing. Like it's I don't own it anymore. <laughs> like it's whatever. Uh, you know what? I, so th- like, like you know, obviously he regards one thing as like work he can relate to, and one as work that 
has nothing to do with what he created, right? Well, saying he's a fan of his own IP would make me cry if I was Ryan Johnson, you know? Right. You probably, do you think Ryan Johnson, like, went into his own room and, like, hugged his Chewbacca pillow and just started crying? Like, George Lucas <laughs> finally loves me! I think Ryan Johnson, like... Like I I don't think he lets all this stuff bother him. I think really he just he knows he wants to to make good Star Wars shit, and he just that's what he's gonna do no matter what. I mean, we'll see what happens with his Star Wars trilogy or whatever the fuck he's doing. But like, Mm -hmm. obviously, honestly, I have more hope for Taika Waititi's uh, Star Wars stuff coming out. uh, Yeah, because I think he's a phenomenal director as well, and uh, someone who actually understands Star Wars. And holy shit, the IG Eleven arc! Come on now. Yeah, and he's Uh, willing like he's willing to go places and like you know do things. with people and it's, it's, you, know, he's so, like, you just sounded like you were describing your dream woman in the most generic way like possible you're like yeah i just want her to go places and do things with me well you know, there's that well you know it is nice to, it is nice to go places with people like it is nice to like visit places with people like obviously you're just talking about like you know going out to the movies right um, but like you know he made jojo rabbit you know like he's willing to take things in different directions you know yeah. he made a comedy about nazis yeah he and, made thor ragnarok like the best Thor yeah. movie, <laughs> he, like <laughs> he made Core the best character in Thor Ragnarok. Right, like it's he just is like Core. Yeah, it's, it's one that, of these yeah. things where like even even Thor Ragnarok should have not been good because the Thor trilogy is honestly one of the weakest aside from Thor Ragnarok, which is just amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it is what it is. Like Taika Waititi yeah. is just he's take he takes things to the next level and he's he a, does he's an amazing job. He, He's he's just very interesting and he's an interesting individual and he bring he brings that to the screen you know right that's the thing like you got to be you got to be just like we'll be honest like you got to be just the right amount of crazy to be the, to work that little that creative line you know to think about Hitler and oh I want to make a comedy about this about a kid growing up during these times you know right. like for your brain to to take those corridors to eventually get to that it takes some wild well, leaps and jumps it come it. it it, it does, but it doesn't. Like, I have this idea of people in general where the more you talk to people, you'll find that we all kind of have similar similar core ideals. Yeah. But when you extrapolate that with everything else, we all come to, to different conclusions based on it, right? Like, yeah. we, 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 you know, the more you talk to someone, the more similar you find out you are. But yeah. on a base level, like, you know, you, you think of, stupid things like democrats and republicans and how different they are in their beliefs and all this stuff and oh they're evil or they're evil or ah you're a liptard or oh you're a conservative the the other right but like let's be honest the most extreme on both sides of this country they're the same exact people Uh like the most devout democrat and the most devout conservative they treat their issues the same exact way they behave yep. in the same exact ways. The same reason you think they're an idiot is the same reason they think you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y- you know, and it's just... And also, like, it just seems like an excuse to hate on people. You know, half half the time, that's what it really... Especially, like, these days, with, like, just all the online trolls and shit, and the, you know, I'm trying to dunk on you, I'm trying to prove... I'm trying to get you emotional so I can egg you on into a point where you're going to say something, like, unfounded that you can't actually prove. Because I'm of on course. the internet, you know. Hey, and, and then if I'm you want to win get, an I'm argument, gonna... just say something unprovable because there's nothing yeah. more cowardly than that. Let's be honest. Or just yeah, or just say something that is like a fundamental idea that you know that sometimes some people just can't agree on. You know, there are there are definitely ideas like that in this country that float around all the time. Or just call each other racists and yeah. communists and all sorts of other things because yeah, hey, that's what we've devolved Culture, into. Yeah. 
If I get called a cultural, mar- every time I get called a cultural Marxist, I'll uh, I'm a very rich man right now. You know, it's just it doesn't make any sense to me. And it, it's of course, just, because and it, it really ties back in, and it's it ties back yeah. to this idea of perspective too, right? Like yeah. this is the thing is like a lot of us believe that we're just right, right? Yeah. We we fundament we have these fundamental ideas that we're right, despite the fact that we actually just kind of know nothing. Yeah. You know, and when you're growing up, when you're in high school and you have political debates with people at, at school, like yeah. it's all based on conjecture, based on things you've heard, things you've been told, things your parents say. Things have none been of told, is, things that have been told to you. None of it is none of it is based on actual fact. None yeah. of it. And you and you th- look at it now, and and you know it, it's really annoying for people to say, "What are your sources and stuff?" And, and mm-hmm. I understand that. It's like most of the time you don't have sources. You're just you're just bullshitting like you're just, you just saying saw, what yeah, you believe you just is saw, true or you just saw you read a headline and you assume that's a fact you know or, like or you have or it happened to you so it has to happen to everyone right everybody else absolutely and, and yep. look uh, we'll, we'll we'll get back to star wars but but this is fundamental right like mm-hmm. you people blame media all the time for their headlines and 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 all this shit it's never the media's fault it's if you don't read the article I'm yeah. sorry. The media, their job is to make money. Again, if it, if it, this is this is newspaper talk. If it bleeds, it reads. Yep. If something is not interesting, people will not invest the time to click on the article, right? So you make an interesting headline, and then people repost it, and they never read the fucking article. And yeah, it, 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 if it, this can tie back, I, I can make this tie back <laughs> a little bit. It's ha- like with Disney saying that it's Star Wars, so it's going to make money. And they weren't wrong. Right. At the end of the day, they weren't wrong. They made a shitload of money from these movies. Well, you even they look made... at you look at the things I say, right? Like I say, yeah. I still enjoy it because it's Star Wars, right? Yeah. But if it wasn't Star Wars, I wouldn't enjoy it. Like, yeah. Let's be if honest. It was like, just some space. It was just some space movie that was this just disjointed in story. It didn't have the Star Wars aesthetic. You know, it just wouldn't. It wouldn't have been as good. Right. Like that, it, that's, that's just, the thing. That's... You know, you can say I I. I bought into the headline and ignored the article, you know, like pretty much like, yep. because I still enjoy the movies. I, I'll admit they're not great, but I, I still will watch them and I'll still pay the I, money. Like, I enjoy, I enjoyed the first movie. Second movie was a little weird. Third movie is like, what the fuck? Like I, I was exhausted leaving that theater because of just how rushed it felt. You know, it felt like he was trying to catch up for, he was like trying to cram two movies into one. And it was, you can't do that in Star Wars yeah. when you need to have years progress for your Jedi characters to become actual Jedi. You know, it's right. It's about patience. Patience is part of it, and you can't have that without years passing. And show, oh wow, look how patient Luke is. He waited all this time to execute this move, and blah blah blah. He's so patient now. Wow, right. so wise. <laughs> you know, it's just none of none of that comes around in this movie. It's just a, it's just a screaming fall down a cliff. <laughs> yeah. It's like going. It's going down a roller coaster. Well, then you're and you're looking down the hill, and you realize, oh shit, there's no more track, guys, guys, guys. Shouldn't we have finished the track first before yeah. we got on this rap? You know. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, uh, you know, going on with that metaphor, it's like they started building these railroad tracks, and they're mm-hmm. they're going along and they're going along, and then oh shit, there's a fucking stop. hill in between. <laughs> like, or no, or it, it's even worse because again, this falls back. These people, the headlines, like at the end of the day, it falls back on the consumer. If these movies were as bad and if they were as horrific as people on the internet made them out to be. There would have been serious backlash. You know, we've seen things get economically starved when people hate them a lot. Yeah. You know, that's just that's just a fact of life, and that did not happen here. People still well, went. They still un- want. They still saw Star Wars. Unfortunately, you know? like the backlash was solo. 
which yeah. Disney didn't care about as much, right? Yeah. Like they they just, like Solo. Sure, there was backlash, and then they canceled all of their other anthology series, which sucks because those were the actual good ones, right? Yeah. Like, and then and then again, I told people this would happen. Everybody was after the last show. I said, I'm not seeing any more Star Wars movies. Fuck Star Wars. Blah blah blah. And I said it. You guys are all still gonna go see the next one. It's still gonna make a billion dollars. Like. It's and guess what happened? Oh, okay. Well, we have to see how it ends. I mean, like yeah, JJ's well, back. We're excited everyone now. Says, everyone says it's shit, so I need to go see it so I can know how to properly complain about it. Yeah. And when you, see, you see, that's the thing people don't understand. As soon as you pay for that ticket, Disney won. Yeah, that's they don't care anymore. That's when they stop caring. Like the the artistic merit isn't like I'm sure they think about that sometimes, but most of the time, it's what can we do to preserve the Disney brand. And what can we do to make money for our shareholders? Yep. And, okay, let's make a Star Wars movie. Uh, what kind of Star Wars movie? I don't know. Let's pass it off to the creative types. You know, we're not creative. We're here to make money. You know, like, they, right. they understand that about themselves. That's why they have Imagineers. That's why Disney prides itself on having Imagineers. You know, yeah. we have something that is separate. We have something special here that is separate from the business that transcends money making. You know, right. we pay we pay for this amazing, this, this animation to look so good, this... Pixar, these Pixar movies to look amazing for Coco to be the piece of artwork that it was, you know, right. and that didn't happen here, <laughs> and and it really and it, that was because of it a detachment from that soul from that that create like you know we're not going to hand this off to the well they did hand it off to the creatives but it see that's the thing that's another problem well, here like I want to blame Disney but I don't like who do you think if there no, is there I, one I, I absolutely blame Disney and, and the thing is right. Mm-hmm. We talked about why The Mandalorian is so successful, and it's because they trusted the right people, right? And, yes. and The Mandalorian managed to do something that's almost impossible. They stayed true for diehard fans, and they mm-hmm. they managed to Mace, also invite new fans at the same my time. Parents, my parents love The Mandalorian. They want, It's like, hey, Matt, come turn on The Mandalorian for us. You know, I had to plug in the HD. would have me do that every Friday, you know, yeah. when the new episode came out. And that was great. Honestly, like, it's kind of weird that I'm that waiting for a new episode to actually made me feel nostalgic from how I used to be in the day, even though that is like the best part of Netflix that it's one whole season at a time. You know, right. you, you can binge watch it, but sometimes it's nice to have series that you're just excited for. Like, Oh, I have something to look forward to the next week. Right. A reason to live. <laughs> I guess that's news guess. too. Season two of Mandalorian, October oh, yeah. 31st. Very stoked. Yeah. Very excited. Um, yeah. Can't wait. No, 30th. October 30th. 30th. So it's coming out. It's, that's all that matters. It's yeah, 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 yeah. It, um, it'll be out. But the thing is, right, I think, you know, when you look at J.J. Abrams, you can say Disney hired the right person, which yeah. initially I think is true. I think Ryan Johnson was ultimately the wrong person for a Star Wars movie. But if Disney and Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy had actual oversight and had a plan from start to finish, 7, 8, and 9, of the story, the character arcs, the development, everything... Then it wouldn't matter who, who if the, if Ryan Johnson was the wrong person because he'd have to adhere to certain certain rules, right? Yeah. And you know, J.J. Abrams, I, I absolutely think was the right person for Seven. Like, despite the fact that like a lot of people felt it was just a remake of Episode Four, or whatever. Like, I, I don't buy that stuff, but whatever. People have their opinions. It, that's fine. It was a loud, bombastic, great entrance to the series. Like, it was a here's opening uh, intro and in opening act. Like, you know, like we're gonna dig all these hooks into you and we're gonna pull you in you know that's exactly yeah, what that was and it was great we, it, we, it we presented keep that point. it presented new yeah. ideas and new characters and it brought us in yep. a new direction while also making you feel like this is still star wars star wars yeah right where the other movies felt like hollow memories of something we used to love right and honestly like if 
if episodes eight and nine haven't had had the unfortunate tragedy of just being, you know, jumbled messes, I feel like they would have looked back on Han Solo's death as something that was incredibly bold for the time, like a decision to make. You know, oh, wow, this great Star Wars series started with Carrie killing off one of the favorite, one of the fan favorites. Right. You know, Han Solo, and like, what a great way to start a great series. But unfortunately, it was just like. Uh, they killed off Han Solo so Ben could get his little edgy moment later. Right. So he could be he, he could feel extra guilty. <laughs> you know, on top yeah. of the guilt of killing his mom, he already killed his dad. Now he's got to kill his mom. Now he's just super guilt to the max. You know. Right. Yeah. It's just like again. I, I mean, I think that J.J. Abrams was the right choice, but it's Disney's fault for not planning this out. Mm-hmm. Like. Did, like, look at you hired the right showrunner for Mandalorian, right? And John yeah. Favreau, he is running that entire thing alongside Dave Filoni, who, let's be honest, is like the he 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 represents the Bible of George Lucas essentially. Like, he adheres to everything he ever learned from George Lucas during the Clone Wars, right? Yes, he he is a purist, and that's why he can he can bring that understanding of Star Wars stories to great writers. Who, mm-hmm. who know how to write interesting stories because let's be honest th- th- there are things that happen in, in each episode of The Mandalorian that have fulfilling arcs the you know we have an episode 4 this idea he can't take off his helmet which to a lot of people sounds really stupid because mm-hmm. if you watch like Star Wars you're like well look, look at Jango Fett he takes off his helmet and all this shit right mm-hmm. but when when you get to the last episode and he has to take it off and he's okay with it because it's in front of the droid and he hates droids. You know, we have this arc about him hating droids and then feeling aggrieved that this droid sacrificed itself for him. Like, the, there are things that run throughout this series that come to a head at the end, and that is brilliant. That's brilliant yes. storytelling that has nothing to do with Star Wars. Yep. But you incorporate these Star Wars elements from people like Dave Filoni you, and John Favreau. It's, and, it's, like putting a, it's like putting a Star Wars wallpaper on it, you know? It just makes the room better. <laughs> like, it right. just does. Like, it just makes it cooler, you know? Yeah, I mean, and it's the same thing with Rogue One. Like, you could have told that story about anything. That same story about anything. And, you know, obviously it's about getting this plan to the Death Star to, to destroy it. But you could have literally told a story about, you know, these insurgents who need to, to break into this, into Fort Knox to, to grab some special thing to, to and they sacrifice themselves to, to bring hope to the next generation or whatever. You could have told that story, right? Mm-hmm. And, but it's about Star Wars. And it's a great story. And people... People's criticisms are literally things that have nothing to do with the movie. Like, we didn't need it, uh, blah, 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 we don't care, this and that. Like, okay, it, it's it's a fantastic movie, and it's beautiful, too. It's a beautifully shot film. So, yep. And again, like, I, I can't say, like, they hired the right person for that. I, don't, I, I can just assume they did, but it's a one-off movie, so it's easy for it to, to be fine. But when you're doing three movies, the most important three movies you're going to do, you need cohesion, you need a plan, you need a story. You need to and to and see the thing is that's not that hard of a concept to understand. So I'm just really aside from Disney not caring, like I just can't understand how this big of a company could frankly drop the ball this hard. You know, well, like, it's because they felt like th- there's no risk. It doesn't matter what they do. They, they were like, going to make money. Yeah. yeah, like you know, you look, you you know, we talk about Tolkien a lot, right? Tolkien mm-hmm. wrote Lord of the Rings. It's one book, six yes. parts. Yep. And the the publishers forced him to split into three books, mm-hmm. right? And Tolkien took risks. Tolkien has main characters missing for entire halves of his books. Yep. 
and and they said this is never gonna do well. People aren't oh, gonna care. This, They're not gonna stick wizard. around. He's so cool. He's so here. Oh, now he's dead. No, he's back. He's even cooler than before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just... Like, oh, you know, they're going to forget about what happened before and all this stuff. And it's like, he took risks and they paid off. And The Lord of the Rings is the second best selling book of all time behind the Bible, right? Cool. Yeah. You look at, you look at these new Star Wars movies, there's no risk. They didn't, they just did whatever, right? I mean, I guess the risk is making Star Wars movies, which isn't really a risk. Well, People are still going to pay they, to see they, him. They, there is one risk where they can't when they killed Han Solo in the first movie, right. you know, like a good movie where they they took a risk, you know, they risked something, right? And it, it's just it, the rest of it just didn't really go how it was supposed to go, right? And I mean, that, and this is the thing is like you and I can think of a million different ways to make eight better and make yeah. nine better. Well, we, and like, we have we we're lucky we have all hindsight, you know, right? I'm I'm sure in the moment, you know. I was watching this really brilliant. Uh, it was a, a round, it was a round table, basically. Yeah. Um, and it was with a bunch of studio heads, and they were discussing the one of the very first things that got stated was is that nobody sets out to make a bad movie. You know. Yeah. I don't think they set out to make these bad Star Wars films. I think that a lot of, I don't really think they were all that bad. A hundred percent, to be honest. But I do think that there was a lot of serious mistakes that should not have been made. And I just, ah, man, it's hard to. You can understand if they were super invested because they they wanted to, to make them perfect. And then they overly nitpicked and then it was bad, right? But mm-hmm. it's very clear that they just didn't care. They didn't have a plan. They didn't respect the material. They just, did, they just pumped them out to make money, unfortunately. And it, you ended up with... A really good movie and then a couple subpar movies right like and, and that's just kind of the reality of it and it's really unfortunate because mm-hmm. we could have had so much better better like, we could have had that epic last fight scene with with finn when he the, the first fight scene between him and ben with the lightsaber doesn't go so well for him right. i think if it was disney disney taking uh-huh. on this thing instead of like lucasfilm as a subdivision then they, because I think Disney prides itself really highly on its work, mm-hmm. and I think they would have cared a lot more. But I think it's because Kathleen Kennedy is running Lucasfilm, and they're just trusting her to do it. Like that's that's what we ended and up with. They they probably you know they're Disney, so they probably had a bunch of other projects going on at the same time as well. You know, right? And and that's the thing is like you know we we've heard all this stuff about Bob Iger not being happy with Kathleen Kennedy, and she might get fired, and all this stuff. And it's like at the end of the day, like. You know, that's not going to change the fact that those movies got made and they're out there, and we're not going to get another. You know, that's a, that's another thing that really upsets me. Aside from another trilogy, we're never going to get another shot at seven, eight, nine unless Disney admits publicly that we made a huge mistake and we're going to remake all of these movies with this, and we're going to reshoot all of these movies. And you and I both know that just isn't going to happen unless they pull a Tolkien and say, "Well, these are versions we heard from uh, someone in the universe or something." <laughs> And, like, then, like, say, okay, these are the real versions, you know? Like, th- it's never going to happen. And, and the thing is, right, let's be honest with ourselves. Like, these movies are still canon. Despite yeah. despite what you believe in your head, these are movies are still canon, like, which I acknowledge. But for me, like, they, they just read as fan fiction, ultimately. Like, Star, Star the sequel trilogy, I, I don't consider part of the Skywalker saga, but it is. At the end of the day, it is. Mm-hmm. But... I just don't know what to say about it anymore because I mean she calls herself Ray Skywalker for no reason and like that just seems like an artificial continuation of a name that really didn't mean anything to her to begin with 
You know, right. like, what does the Skywalker name mean to Rey? Well, well, Aside from like a symbol of hope, you know, that that's it. Like she wants to be the new symbol of hope. Like, okay, like. The, the first thing she ever says about Luke Skywalker is, I thought he was a myth. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that is true, isn't like, it? <laughs> like, I thought he was a myth. It was real. You, you know, the this really happened. Like, it, it's that that's brilliant to me because it's like, you know, you're incorporating this mythology into the world and it's like, you know, people might have heard about these great stories. You know, you look at Lord of the Rings, right? This idea that these were great stories that, that really happened, but people don't, people think they're fiction now right like that that's kind of like tied into this world is like you know the rebellion and all this stuff like you're han solo you you know you're a smuggler oh no you're a you're you're the you're the general like this stuff like you know all this stuff and it's like this is really cool and interesting and like star wars lore and like it's a star wars story about star wars stories and we're moving forward we're doing something cool and 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 we're moving our story in a new direction and then we're just like you know what guys hey Fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah, you might, you know, those things people got hyped about. We're just gonna, just gonna, you know, take a few tweaks. We're just gonna pull off some, some of the paint. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna put a new engine in it. We're gonna change the headlights. And right. We're gonna, you know, do all this stupid shit that we really shouldn't do. Yeah, and, and it's easy to say episode eight derailed the series and and changed yeah. all these plans, well, but it didn't. There was no plan. Like I'm sorry, uh, yeah. it didn't derail anything aside from. Excuse me. Uh, it did, aside from the fact that, like, that's where it all fell off the, the rails. But again, it's because the rails were never built beyond that point. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's just. <sighs> okay. We're yeah, going to have a, a moment of silence for uh, the yeah, sequel trilogy. For <laughs> seven, or seven, eight, nine, what, what could have been. Yeah. Um, Brian Johnson and George Lucas together in a room, like, just. Just hot boxing the shit out of that room, just like writing and direct. I don't know if George Lucas is supposed to be. I think he does. Like I think he low key on low key. I don't know. Is that live or slander? Like I hope. Uh, but I don't mind. I think. No, I mean, you 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 didn't say like he he does this thing. Like you're just saying <laughs> you, you you hope or you. you I, I'm wonder, just saying like, for like. Yeah. You know, it's, there's got to be something there. Come on, like, come on. You, know, hey, just think you, stuff. you could you could get out of a libel or slander case just for adding the word allegedly to the end of anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like, I alleged, I allegedly think. No, you just, no, you just I, say, just say George Lucas smokes weed allegedly. Yeah, allegedly you know? <laughs> yeah just that. But you know, all this again, something I feel like I'm a broke record here. Wasted opportunity from a studio that should have known better and that's what makes me angry at the end of the day disney should have known better lucas studios should have known better i mean everyone involved should have known better to be fair like disney disney has never really made good sequels have they hey man some of those directs to vhs i mean mulan 2 who remembers mulan 2 they were passable okay wasn't there a lion king one and a half there was the there was a hunchback notre dame 2 and it was very bad but you know what it was good at the same time here's the thing right like hunchback of notre dame is a disney classic it's amazing (laughs) mulan is. is a disney classic it's amazing lion king is a disney classic it's amazing lion king 2 (laughs) <laughs> Lion King one and a half, Mulan two, the, Hunchback dude, two. Lion, Who gives Lion a shit about King those? One and a half was literally a shit post. It was a shit post on the directive VHS sequel. Did you ever watch it? I, I I watched it when I was a kid. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's the Star Wars holiday special of sequels. Like <laughs> it was hilarious. It was it was mystery science mystery science three thousand. Yeah, like I mean. Ugh. 
it, and even Disney's gotten some flack for like their live action stuff, but like the stuff John Favreau did, like the Lion King live action and the Jungle Book live action, were pretty good, right? I mean, in my opinion. And I watched Mulan, guys. I paid the thirty dollars. Okay, I will say it isn't that bad. Okay. I don't know, man. If I wanted to watch it. Hey, I want, okay. you know, I just, it doesn't I live up to Mulan. the animated, but you know what? For what it okay. is, it's not that bad. I want to watch Mulan. You don't understand. Like, if I'm going to spend two hours watching something called Mulan, I'm going to well, watch, watch the, the 2009 Chinese version with subtitles that's in that's Chinese. Ex- yeah, that's, exact, that's exactly what I'm going to do. All yeah. right? Okay. I'm sure you can find it online. I'm sure somewhere. I will. You know, I'm going to find it. I'm going to watch the shit out of it. I'm going to... Yeah, I I mean, guys, here's the thing. We might sound like we're a little on edge, okay? And if that's the yeah. case, we're it's... on edge because we're on edge because a studio with an infinite amount of resources took an IP that they had an infinite amount of potential, and they just kind of let it. On top of that, we have COVID. Well, I mean, we don't mm-hmm. have it. We're not sick, but you know, it's COVID. COVID exists, and it's ruining the economy and all our lives. Not to mention, we live in California, guys, and holy fire. shit! Our whole state's on fire. There is ash everywhere. Everywhere. There is smoke car. blocking out the sun every day for the past two weeks. Yep. We 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 cannot go outside <laughs> without breathing toxic air. It's like walking through Mordor. Okay, we are one fucked. Okay, we can't do shit. Simply, one does not simply walk through California. Exactly. We we can't. We, we literally can't do anything. You can't go outside and eat outside because you'll fucking die from smoke inhalation. You can't sit inside all day because, Jesus Christ, it's fucking boring. Like, we're, we're tired. We're, we, all we have to do is sit here and talk shit about how fucked up this is. This it, how messed up it was. All the, like, you know, it's easy. Our job is easy. You know, we have the easy job of looking back and being able to comment on something that has already happened. You know, you can infinitely break down something that's already happened. It's just a fact. It's just a fact of life, you know? Right. Yeah. I I mean, at the end of the day, again, I'll I'll say it again, guys. And just in case you forgot, like, I enjoy these movies still. I I recently rewatched 7, 8, and 9, and I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. Mostly because I didn't think about it too hard. Like, I just sat it there and watched them with my fiance and just enjoyed it, right? But they're still not great movies. And, and, and that's the unfortunate part because they could have been, right? And mm-hmm. I, I can't hold it against them. Like, I, I can't say this movie's bad because you should have done this, this, and this, right? Like, yep. the movie's bad because of the things that are in it, not the things that it's missing, right? That's the problem. You know, it's just. <sighs> <sighs> Uh, yeah, I don't. We could, I, sit, we could sit here and do the the old man Muppet skit all day. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I, I just, you know, where do you think they for us? Uh, no, we already talked about this. I feel like though, like you know, where they where they already started, where they just started to go wrong. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's ultimately they they just didn't have a plan, and and we knew that from the start. And then Daisy Ridley also confirmed it for us, and John Boyega's confirmed it for us, and. I don't know who else we need to confirm it for us. It's just, it's a fact of, of cinema, cinema, cinematic history now is there was no plan and, uh, the movie suffered for it mm-hmm. ultimately. Like it is, it is what it is. Like even for 22 episode TV series, writers sit around and they decide what's going to happen throughout the course of the season before they make it. Like yep. it, it, they don't Outlines. get, look, and again, if you want to go back to George Lucas, 
I, I talk shit about George Lucas sometimes because he had a lack of planning too. But mm-hmm. he knew what his story was going to be. Yeah, he knew he his wanted, character he wanted, the, he wanted the end scene of Luke and, uh, you know, the Emperor and Darth Vader on the bridge of the second Death Star. You know, we got to that point. Right. And, and look, he maybe didn't know in Empire that Luke and Leia were going to be sister and brother, okay? Mm-hmm. Hey, he maybe didn't know that. Or maybe he did and he just thought his sister was hot and wanted to play out his internal fantasy in the movie. Who knows, guys? Who knows? I'm not here to judge that. All I'm saying is he he had a plan for the story overall and individual character arcs, right? And you can take out the Luke and Leia being siblings thing and the character arcs are pretty much the same, exactly the same, right? It didn't impact the story or their character arcs in any way, really, aside from Darth Vader being like, oh, you have a sister, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> like, oh, that's what will make you mad. Like, anybody could have been his sister, right? Yeah. So... At the end of the day, this is this is what it is, and if Disney planned this out from the beginning, even if we didn't like the story, we couldn't make fun of it for not having a cohesive yeah. one. You know, like I don't know what else to say about it, and uh, other than what? I'll still watch I... the movies. I own like four different editions of the Force Awakens. I have a steel books. I have the Ultimate Edition. I have the the Target exclusive. I have the Walmart exclusive. I own like four copies of the movie, guys. I, I just because I love Star Wars. Yep. So you know, and you know, I went to the theater to watch them, and I overpaid yep. for popcorn. And I exactly yeah. if if something else Star Wars happens to come out in theaters, I probably go to pay to see that too. You know, at the yep. end of the day, it's yep. just a fact of life. <laughs> well, I guess it's not a fact of life, but it is for me, you know. Yeah, and we this is the brilliant thing, right? We can talk shit about these movies and Bellyache or whatever, but it's a great time to be a Star Wars fan because we're always getting new stuff. We and have we're the, getting the Mandalorian. We're getting arguably the best Star Wars content that's ever come out ever. Right, yeah. you know, and that's that's you know just over a month, a month and a half. We have Kenobi coming out sometime next year or the year after. Like this is prime with, time for Star Wars fans. And, and also, we have Kenobi coming out with the care with the actor we wanted yes. to play Kenobi. You know, oh, that's the thing. Ian like McGregor is so good. We wanted Ian. Mc, the fans wanted Ian McGregor because, as, as I understand it, he wasn't originally slated to be Obi Wan. And I feel really bad if we originally had mine. If they announced anybody at all, or like if they secretly contacted. Him. Wait, they were gonna do it without him. Yeah, I, the original plan was that he wasn't going to be Obi Wan. I thought they were going to use a different actor because he was going to be older, a lot older. Like he was going to be near Ben. He was going to be near old, old oh, Ben. Oh yeah, Kobe, no, like, you yeah. can't do that. No, no. Yeah, no. absolutely. And everyone was mad about it, so they changed. You know, they yeah. listened to the fans and they changed. And Ewan McGregor was so committed to that role, and yep. and he did it so well. Like he 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 watched Star Wars so much just to get the mannerisms down of Alec Guinness to to make sure he was doing the same things, being the same character. Like, and that commitment to the to the lightsaber fights, to to the stunts, to all the stuff that he did, like, come on, like he, this guy was so committed. If they didn't go with him, like, I I would probably be okay. I can't say I'd be done with Disney because I'm a sheep, but you know, like, I I would struggle. I would struggle. But you know, as it is, like, I think it's only gonna be like a small limited series anyway. But mm-hmm. still. Well- so they're probably like you said with the Mandalorian. Every everything new coming out, like they're just testing their foot in the water. They're seeing how it goes. Mandalorian received one of the best reactions that you know we've ever seen across the world. Got a bunch of Emmy nominations too. It is it, you know merch uh, out the ass, definitely profitable. You know you know they're selling those big yes, plushies. merch, like, but guys in mass. Disney, knock it off. We're never gonna call him the child. Stop it. 
Stop marketing him as the child. He's gonna he's gonna be Baby Yoda like for the rest of his life. That's just it. That's unfortunately like you needed to get out ahead of that really fast, and you, you didn't. So he's Baby Yoda. Yeah, I I don't care that the first episode is called the child. Nobody gives a fuck. Like yep. he is Baby Yoda. Okay. He's Baby Yoda. Like I, I like look at I bought he a shirt. He wait, is wait. not allowed to be his own person. He has to be Yoda as soon as he finishes growing up, right? His character can't exist in any other fa- any other fashion. And he has to talk like him too, okay? I bought a shirt with Baby Yoda on it, and I yep. I ignored all the shirts with Baby Yoda on it that said the child, because fuck that. <laughs> He's not the child. He's Baby Yoda. Exactly. Just like the Mandalorian is Mandalorian. Sometimes it just, you just... It is what it is. It, sometimes it is, but it is what it do, you know? Yep. Um, we were going to talk about something else, but we've already been podcasting for like an hour uh, and a half. Yeah, so, I'm uh, hot yeah, <laughs> same. Cause I have no that's air conditioning in here. Going, California's going through a heat wave. Uh, so that's fun. Yeah. It started my, the fires my and love. now it's cold because of the ash in the sky. And now then it's going to be hot again as soon as the ash goes. Well, not to mention, you know, we have, uh, power companies that are responsible for fires as well, who decide to do rolling blackouts and turn off everyone's power every now and then yeah we decided to have one we thought it was a good idea to make one power company in church for like uh, something that's bigger than most countries that has an yeah. economy larger than most com- most definitely. other countries in the world that's a great idea right yeah that's so, that's but, definitely I mean, gonna work that's where we are so um <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I mean my 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 electric bill has been like 150 dollars every month um so uh, dude don't even get me started i mean i live in a small apartment with with yeah. wall ac i don't even have like we don't have central ac or i'd have it running in here right now so yeah. um, i'm actually yeah. surprised it's not higher out there because you guys are more central than we are like at least we're a little bit closer than, to the coast you know uh, what do you mean like the aren't bill? you in sack yeah aren't you in sack yeah you? i thought i'm in west Sac. out there yeah yeah we well last week we we had last weekend we had 111 and like three days in a row, Jeez. but it gets that hot there. Yeah, my first day ever working out there was 116 degrees. Yeah, I remember the harbor. We had a couple <laughs> hot days our last summer. It was always hot, was, especially when yeah. to, when we had to pull seaweed and hyacinth and shit out of the water. It was stinking and it was fucking hot. hot. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. That was that was awful. And when we had to go get trailers, there's fucking wasps everywhere. <laughs> Dust. Yeah, Dust. you pull down boats with spiders all over them, like bird shit. But all right, let's, let's, let's yeah. not talk about that. <laughs> Star Wars podcast, Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, if I was a galactic space boat loader, I'd be pissed just as pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think there's a lot more stories to be told through the Star Wars universe. Absolutely, and, like I feel like it's just getting started. You know, I think it's. The, the fact that George Lucas is actively on the set of The Mandalorian, you know, you know he's walking. It would you would be a fool not to ask George fucking Lucas, hey, come here, look at my script. What do you think about this, real quick? You know, even you you know they fucking asked him. At least they asked him, and he could have said no, but there's a chance he might have said yes. Well, I mean, and you look <laughs> at the characters that they're bringing in for season two, like Ahsoka, Ahsoka, and yeah, Bo-Katan, yeah, and just like, hey, George, do you want to sit in on this this read, the script read? Hey, George, you right. know, what do you feel about this? You know, that, that <laughs> might have happened. I hope it did. At the end of the day, but, these are George Lucas's characters, right? Mm-hmm. And so. I mean, you know, aside from uh, Din Djarin or whatever, like, aside from the actual Mandalorian and some of the characters they've created throughout the series, like, Ahsoka yeah. is his character. Like, you'd be stupid not to ask him for advice on, on how she'd behave. Yeah, exactly. Or, or, you'd, 
you would be you would be professionally foolish like as a professional screenwriter you would be so foolish not to drink from this font of wisdom that George Lucas is yeah. when it comes like, to the product you're working on don't let him tell you how to write your script but ask him yeah, how like, he what do would... you think of this idea like what how yeah. do you feel about this general idea like the plot as a whole yeah George Lucas is a great concept guy and idea guy and Jesus like he he could tell you how to frame a certain shot even like help you like with making something feel more authentic or whatever like doing some kind of practical effect I, he he can be helpful and the fact that he's on set is, is huge it means something like it, it's an ador- it's an endorsement of that it, it is him holding that that him holding baby yoda <laughs> not the child <laughs> him holding baby yoda <laughs> him holding <laughs> that little that little green shit <laughs> You know, is just an obvious endorsement of Baby Yoda. Like he was looking at it, like you know, he was staring at it and almost wonder. He was like, "Oh man, I love this." You could tell that look on his face when he was like looking up at the camera when they were taking the picture. You know, yeah. And like again, yeah, there yeah. are professionals. John, you know, John Filoni. He's not John Filoni. Dave John, Filoni and John Dave Favreau. Filoni, John Favreau. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, That's their John couple Favreau. name, John yeah. Filoni. <laughs> John Filoni, that's the name. Of, yeah, that's the Star Wars team name. Um, they are professionals. You know, they are people that have you when you're working. You don't understand when you're working in these kids movie sets. Like you're you're producing, you're stamping out. You have deadlines you need to meet. And when you're creative and you have deadlines to meet, and you meet those deadlines, and you deliver creatively. Aside from the last season, which aired on Disney Plus, which obviously they needed time because it was a there was a lot of artistic work that went into the last season. But aside from that, right. most of the stuff we got from the Clone Wars was pretty good. That was for for what we know as on-the-fly writing half the time. You know, you have seven-month, eight-month, six-month deadlines. You know, shoot dates need to be met. Rewrites need to be done super fast. It's a, it's a very difficult process to write in that, like, you know, that... What is this? I don't want to insult anybody by calling it B class Hollywood, but that's essentially what it is. You know, you're in the grind, you're working in the grind, so you could eventually do the cool stuff one day. Right. Well, I mean, you you look at someone like Dave Filoni. His first job was on Avatar: The Last Airbender. You know, yep. like and look, and then he went to the Clone Wars. Like Avatar: The Last Airbender now is probably one of the most renowned animated series from Nickelodeon ever, yep. almost right. Like aside from SpongeBob, like you yeah. know, and it's like, and again. It's, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, Netflix is making live-action Avatar The Last Airbender. And didn't, he, didn't he walk out? Like, and the, the, yeah, the, 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 creators, the creators left because they wanted to change the material or something. And it's like, dude, <laughs> what are you doing? Dude, like, see, that's the thing. That's what I don't understand. Like, guys, it's okay to make your own IP. You don't just need to keep taking. If you're, if you're, because remember, there's a writer behind there. There's probably whoever is writing the new version of the Avatar, or what have you. You know, it might be someone that watched it when they were a young adult and they grew up thinking about it. Like, okay, this is my vision of the Avatar growing up. That's fine, but don't call it the original. Don't reshoot the original. Make your own Avatar content with a new Avatar. Because there are hundreds of generations of Avatar, and you could just make any random Avatar. One yeah. of those generations. The, the thing is, you I, know, want, I wonder just... why, like the the creators wouldn't try to get funding to do like like versions of like the comic books or something, like to animate yeah. them. You know, like some of these great stories that they've done in graphic novels and comics. Like we would probably want to see those in a movie form or a you know TV uh-huh. show. Like 
why not do that? Like, why sign up to do a literally a live action remake of the thing you've already made? And and it also uh, something to point out here is they already tried to do this, and man, did it not well, work well, out well. And at they all. they weren't a part of that either because because yeah. they didn't like it. Which <laughs> they, who did? I wouldn't have liked it either. Like they did a dance to move one rock. Like that's not. Yeah, like yeah. Why, why does it take fourteen fucking tai chi moves to make a, a splash of water? Right. That like, that's not earth bending and water bending as presented to us like you th- th- these are supposed that there are there are things i understand like there are parts of the avatar even where it makes sense like the fire the fire nation they're powered by steam you know like in the scene where they're coming to siege the waters the the you know the southern water yeah. city was the southern or water city i forgot uh, the, Lord of the, the southern water tribe was yeah, the first the, episode yeah, and you know there was soot, and it was coming from the sky because their steamships burnt all this soot to keep going. You know they were an industrial engine on top of being able to like you know bend fire, and it just made their ships more powerful. You know right. they had this giant drill that was like you know they spent ages designing it so it could bore through the wall of their most hated adversary. You know right. that's realistic stuff that makes sense. Okay, we understand like you know they need to put effort into making these machines, or like you know there's environmental effects to the things these guys do, but also at the same time they shoot fires out of their hands, and that's cool. Right, and sometimes you know some of them are so good at they can shoot they can shoot lightning, and that's even cooler. Right, and they can redirect it to their bodies if they focus and believe in this. <laughs> Become <laughs> yeah. the river, you know. It's yeah. just it's it's awesome. It's yeah, I mean, you know, again, it's another thing. As like a kid, you watch it and you think, "Wow, this is really fucking cool." As mm-hmm. an adult, you see some of the other lessons and perspectives that are present within mm-hmm. the material. But at the end of the day, like, dude, the movie was not cool. <laughs> It was not cool. They, was, you know, people can fun. people can say whatever they want about whitewashing and stuff. I mean, like, sure, whatever. Like, I'm not saying that it's not a big deal. All I'm saying is, like, I, I mean, at least they gave uh, the Fire Nation a, 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 like a Middle Eastern aesthetic, right? Like, yeah. they did something. I mean, they did whitewash for sure. Um, the the Water Tribe stuff and like, you know, I understand why people would be upset about that. No, I I, I get all that. But aside from that stuff, like. It was it was a bad movie. It was just bad. Like Sako is not funny. Like he's just fucking annoying and boring, and mm-hmm. he, has, he looks stupid and says stupid things. And like it's just it's just not a good movie. Like well, it, another thing that's very strong about the Avatar that wasn't present in that movie is that the Avatar was set on a continent that was very much not medieval fantasy standard like what we're used to seeing. It was set on like a, a medieval Chinese dynasty sort of aesthetic the entire time. Like ain't it was about ancient, you know, all the ruins and the relics. They had that aesthetic the entire time. And it was like a new world to you. It was a new experience. You got to see something, you know. The, all right. the clothing was different. It was more traditional, uh, more towards that continent, you know. It was just, it was more interesting. And when you take that away, it just takes away from, it just takes away from the whole project, you know, in general. Like, it's a war. You're taking away from the world. You're literally taking away from the world when you do stuff yeah. like that because you think it's going to familiarize you to your audience. But... Right. The audience doesn't want to watch that stuff to be familiar. The audience wants to watch that stuff to go to a different fantasy land or yeah. learn an important lesson. I, I mean, th- this is a fictional world at the end of the day, yeah. and like the characters are fictional, and you know they don't ha- like. I-, I get it. People can say they're based on this, they're based on that. They don't have to be though, right? They. It, uh, this is another. I'll say it again. I always say it. I don't like allegory. I like applica- application. Right. Yeah. I like the idea that you can apply. You know what's happening in avatar to the real world you can say the air the air monks are like you know buddhist monks in 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 our world you can say that but to say well if you make a movie they have to be buddhist monks because that's Mm -hmm. an allegory for them like 
for me, I, no. personally, I don't like that. Yeah. Like it was could, very you, aesthetic, you know. It wasn't there. It wasn't their thing. Like they just had the the head and the, the arrow. You right. Know, that, I never took. I'm sorry if that was what I was construing. That's not. No, 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 that. no, no. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying, but like, yeah. <clears throat> you know, it's like this is a made up world with its own fiction, its own yeah. its own culture, its own its own history. Yeah. Its own history that influences its own culture. You know? Right. And like, I'll always believe that the best person for a job should always get that job. I don't care if you have monks that are white, Asian, black, Hindu, uh, Indian, whatever. Like all these different, all these different backgrounds, you can have them all be part of this culture. And why shouldn't they be? Because you yeah. look at our world, and we're different everywhere you go. Yeah. It's not just one kind of person or one look of person, right? Absolutely. You know, like you look at the predominantly white countries like the United States and England, and there are huge subsets of Indian people, uh, Vietnamese, Hmong, uh, you know, African-American, or in England, I guess it'd just be uh, African-English. I don't know. Black, Afro, Afro-English yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, people of color, whatever. Like, there are subsections everywhere. And, and I live in Sacramento, right? And you know, like, we, we have super diversity in Sacramento. Super. Mm. The problem is it's not intermingled. You know in certain areas, this is where all the Russians are, this is where all the Filipinos are, this is where all the Mongs are, this is where all the white people are, this is where all the black people are. Like, we don't intermingle for some reason, because who fucking knows, but we're we're all here. (laughs) Like, like, you know, you look at American culture, and it is a melting pot, and so is English culture, and so is German culture, and even though we have a lot of racists all over the world, it's not an American issue, it's a world issue. Mm-hmm. Like, there are different people everywhere. So the idea that, you know, if you make a show about, you know, and you want to make all these monks based on Buddhist monks, that they all have to be Asian people from one place of the world and look a certain way is more racist than just having an eclectic group of people yeah. that all have the arrows, right? <laughs> they all, yeah, all look the same. And, you know, you see this presented all the time. And, all like, there's fantasy that fails. Uh, there's a game I, I used to play, Final Fantasy XIV. It's when you go, you go from one continent to the you go from one side of the continent to the other side of the continent mm-hmm. and like on one continent they all have british voices they're all english and hoity-toity because and there's a attraction to fancy british voices when it comes to you know dubbing uh japanese uh japanese works <clears throat> right and then unfortunately when you get to the new continent which is supposed to be like a different foreign planet land they all still have like you know the proper british voices and such and it offers no you know, it it doesn't make you feel like you've traveled at all. It doesn't make you, it doesn't make anything feel different. And that's when that stuff can be very potent for you. You know, right? And that's yeah, that's so. what Star Wars is. I mean, you have aliens. Yeah. You have people of all different. I mean, I guess you can claim that Star Wars didn't have enough people of color or people, Asian people or whatever. Like you can you can claim all that stuff, and and that's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. You know, but you have a bunch of different aliens and a bunch of stuff like An alien. Yeah. You have different languages, different worlds, different cultures. Like at least that's something, right? Yeah. It, it's not perfect, but we're never yep. gonna be perfect. We're always gonna be a little behind, right? In in, yeah. in all of our media, and all of our movies, and all of our television, and all of our culture. Like yeah. it takes a long time to, for everyone to come around and accept things. It just does. Yep. It's unfortunate, but it does. Um, you gotta read history. <laughs> we used to be a lot worse off. That's right. <laughs> I mean, we talked at length about it last week when we were talking about relationships and Star Wars and stuff. We're talking about all these like old ideas about mm-hmm. relationships and and you know damsels in distress and women in culture and everything else. We talked about it yep. and and how it's come a long way, but it's still not where it should be. Yes. Right. Like and it, and again, it's maybe this woke thing where it's like we we have to treat people a certain way 
to to make them better or something, right? And yeah. like you're you're doing a disservice to that almost. Um, yeah. So it, it takes a lot of time, and we're gonna learn. And 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 obviously, you know, there are a lot of voices out there that need to be heard for us to make these changes. But um, again, these are stories that mean something to us. Mm-hmm. And and means something to a lot of people, and and that's what's important. So yeah, that's well, a good note, right? Yeah, to wrap things up. It, on. Yeah, it, you know, I think we said it all, and it's just start off with the news. You know, then we talked a little. We just you know got into I think just talking about Star Wars in general and yeah. about the, the multi the multi like a much deeper look at the multi multi faceted failures that, that happened to Disney and just like generally like in a situation where again when you have a bunch of professionals, they're going to make professional decisions and there were no professional decisions made in the handling of these trilogies. Like that's just a fact yeah. when you have, when you have janky, when you have writing that isn't consistent for a hundred million for seven figure plus movies, you know, eight figure plus movies, nine figure plus movies, 10 figure plus movies. When you don't, when you go in, when you fly in blind, like when you fly this luxury plane into the asteroid field blind, like it's not a good idea. And then you're going to come out the other side wondering why there's dents and why it's all fucked up, why it's all scratched up. And you're wondering what happened, you know, but luckily there are other vehicles like the Mandalorian, which right. the, you know, that we can hop onto, which, which is fine. You know, I'm happy with that. You know, at the end of the day, I'm still happy. Star Wars is around, you know, like you've said before, I'm still happy. Seven, eight, nine, it's whatever they happen. You can move on. You know, I don't want to, die. cause they're so recent in memory. And since you, me and you, uh, you know, are <laughs> going to start, we need things to talk about during quarantine, right? <laughs> and the you know the world in our state burning down around us and everything else. Um, you know, we we we've taken a much deeper look and a much more in depth look at like you know just every single thing that went wrong, and hopefully one day we won't have to talk about them anymore. You know, they can just be a past memory. Like I'm sure if me and you grew up together, we were doing a, uh, you know, we were in the '80s and we were doing like a Star Wars forum on like the local channel seven or something like that like you know taking in callers to talk about star wars you know we would have had her we would have been talking about issues with return of the jedi which there were some you know? yeah we would have been talking about it, how return of the jedi is terrible it, yeah it was like 10 pages it was like the last 10 pages of the book in a movie form like it, it was just so hey yeah we, you know we, we could spend another podcast talking about that you right know? but we now we, would have talk- we look at the- return of the jedi and we're like hey yeah it's you know it's it's one of the original it's great you know whatever it's not it's the it worst ha- of the original it, but hey it happened but hey it, thir- it happened 30 years ago so you know what we're not gonna talk about it right now right you know, you know uh, the stuff we're talking about seven eight nine is much more recent memory for us and you know yeah we're and- just gonna keep turning it over in our heads until we can i don't know what do you think we feel satisfied talking about seven eight nine like like unless you're set like, um, do you need to do you need to sit down and talk with the disney execs to give them the tut tut the, the thing is, right, like, I I think at the end of the day, we're just fortunate enough to be able to talk about those movies, like, yeah. you know, and even though, like, we, we, we talk a lot of bad things about them, like, it's better than having nothing, I guess, at the end of the and day. And it's not just us. Can we, can we point that out? It's not just us. No, like, no. It's the, people, uh, right. it's the people who actively participated in it also, like, at the end of the day. These people still got paid. These yeah. people still made a shitload of money. Yeah. And they're still going back and saying, like, look, like, I might be putting my career at risk here. I may be doing this like when Daisy well, Ridley says like there was no plan and she's you know basically spilling the beans of what happened on set, which is like a set that's a set rumor, you know. Like when the writers don't have a plan, that's not that's not stuff that's supposed to like that stuff. Hollywood reporters try to like you know a out of you, right? You know when that stuff flat, like that stuff you read on Twitter from a source, like where yeah, like yeah. my friend whose uncle's cousin worked on the film told me this. In, 
and when George and when George Lucas is saying, and I, you know, they're doing their own thing, and when uh, Mark Hamill, for all the facets to Mark Hamill's personality, personality. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, he still said, you know, I wasn't really. Like, at the end of the day, he was still Luke, and him still saying, you know, I, he was willing to take the risk, even if he is a little bit old, and he probably doesn't need to worry about that much anymore. He was still willing to put himself out there and say, like. Man, this just wasn't my Luke Skywalker. You know, this just wasn't the character I remembered. I, I don't think he would have done the decisions he think. I don't think he would have done the things he done in this movie. That's what he said, basically. Right. And Harrison Ford, if I remember correctly, didn't he say the only way he would come back to do Han Solo again is if Han Solo got killed? Wasn't that? I'm like pretty sure that's exactly what he said. Yeah. Yeah. So we all knew that was coming, like from a meta perspective. Like we just knew that was going to happen because because of that news being out there, you know? Right. And I don't know if he commented on anything else about those movies. Um, cause I know Harrison Ford just keeps to himself a lot. So I, I know he's not out there too much. Yeah. And it, it's again, like with John Boyega saying like, dude, like this is a fucking shit show. Like they didn't know how to talk to me. They didn't know how to act with me. You know, it's just, I was a sideshow for him. Just, I was a new actor who, but for the Star Wars movies, I wouldn't have known who he was because I didn't have any exposure to yeah. the more mainstay English movies, you know. So he's he's a great actor. And I'm looking forward to his career, and I'm hoping that he makes he he gets into other pieces that you know. I don't want to say redeem him, but at least like give him something to look back on finally, rather than boiling over in interviews about how much Star Wars mistreated him, you know. Right. Um. And I and the thing for is, him right. to go out and say that, and so like, oh yeah, go ahead. you know, he talked about Disney, right? And Disney mm-hmm. didn't know what to do with him, which. I, I can understand a little bit, and I don't know if it's maybe them learning from their mistakes or what, but let, mm-hmm. you have to acknowledge that, like, Disney That's did a fantastic job with Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Like, an amazing job. This is the, yeah. Black Panther transcended transcended comic book movies. It was yeah. more than a comic book movie. Black Panther was, was phenomenal, and it meant something, and it had great themes and a great story, and mm-hmm. and, it, and, and it, it was all about African culture and, and these different... The, you know aspects of life and it something was, something that was completely foreign to its target audience most likely right you know? and and they could have done something with john boyega that meant something too but they didn't they mm-hmm. did in the force awakens but they they just abandoned it after that right yep and and i can understand his frustration like they they did they they fucked the dog on that one they screwed the pooch as they say right like mm-hmm. <laughs> fuck the dog <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really but, fucked that dog, Kristen. <laughs> but uh, oh, man, that dog really got fucked down. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Apple, please don't ban us off your podcast. Please. <laughs> Just, hey, I have an explicit content warning e on my podcast. Don't do shit. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Thanks, uh, sure. But yeah, you know they just and they just dropped the ball on a lot of things. At the end of the day, seven figure studio that has a park that literally prints money all day. That's all right. Disneyland does. And, and the, sit the, there and print money. The only difference is Kathleen Kennedy is running Lucasfilm and Kevin Feige is running and the MCU. Like Kevin Feige knows what he's doing, and he hired the right people for that job. Ryan Coogler and, and among others who worked on the on Black Panther. They're yeah. doing the right things. And Kathleen Kennedy sure hired the right person in J.J. Abrams or whatever. You can argue hired the wrong person in Ryan Johnson, and mm-hmm. her oversight for the for the series as a whole was not good. Good, unfortunately, not good. So, because like like my mom has a job where she has to review other people's work before it gets sent out, right? Like kind of basically like a school teacher almost <laughs> when you think about it. But I'm not gonna go that way. But 
she she makes she does this for legal reasons, right? To make sure that everything is legally safe and sound before they get sent out to you know important important places. Does the best one get a gold star? No, unfortunately, it does not. Um, it doesn't even get like a thumbs up. Like, wow, this is great. Like, no stamps, no nothing. But at the end of the day, like, where was the gold star or the stamp that was supposed to go on this script? You think Kathleen Kennedy? You know, I don't much. I don't know much about her. Then she gets a lot of hate on the internet, and you know, it's the typical hate that me and you are used to. That I think is like that's, that's such a that's the that's the laziest most stupid way to attack a person you know it's just it's easy it's like yeah 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 it's stupid like you know i think the thing is it's like kathleen kennedy is like okay this is gonna be a terrible metaphor but she's like she's like god right like in the way Mm -hmm. that when when something bad happens we you know nobody yeah yeah but like when thing when good things happen everybody thanks god right but nobody nobody thanks kathleen kennedy for the mandalorian right like yeah that's the thing is like yeah do you think that she read the script? Do you think, well, I, see, that's the thing that it goes back to. There were no scripts for those seven, eight, nine. So she wouldn't have anything to read. Like, that's the thing. That's the first thing I would have asked. Like, okay, guys, I'm the studio head. I want all three movies. Like, that, like when you think critically about these things, that's the first thing you would want for this project. Is like, right, which is why I definitely <sighs> understand why people were so frustrated with eight saying Ryan Johnson ruined the plans. Like, because you'd expect there to be a fucking plan. Plan. But you, there's not. That's the thing. That's I think you you know you're right. Following that thread, if we tug on that thread a little bit, the reason people were so outwardly hostile to episode eight isn't just because like you know it was a it wasn't a very good Star Wars movie. It's just because it was such a left turn from what was the Force Awakens. Right. It was such a jarring just skirt, like you know it just out of nowhere like whoa. whoa, whoa what's <laughs> you know what on? you know what it feels like is like. Episode eight was like episode seven and a half, right? Like it was yeah. like the side quest story of the trilogy, but then we didn't have two movies there, like to follow it up. Yeah, like it felt like a filler story almost, you know? It just a two and a half hour filler uh, story. Yeah, I mean, you and I spent like an hour and forty five minutes talking about what. <laughs> you know, you know what though. I'm not going to apologize yeah, to to you guys. I'm not, I'm not, like, apologi- I'm not apologizing not, not, either. Not for the length, just... I, like for for getting off topic and stuff, like talking about life or talking about other things. Like it's because Star Wars is so relatable to so many different things, and, and it'll get us me on. And you, at the end of the day, like you know, this will get a little personal here. There are sometimes, like in elementary school, middle school, and high school, when I got bullied a lot because I really loved Star Wars. Like at the end of the day, like I was going to school, I was Darth Vader three years in a row. You know, I brought the I, I brought Star Wars coloring books to school like you know I was a huge Star Wars fan and I got really really got a lot of hate for that because this was the early 2000s when uh, certain aspects of masculinity were really being pushed on a lot of people like around me in the early at least around in my area specifically in the early 2000s like you know I grew up in a kind of a redneck success town i think is the best way to describe it you know like a lot of guys out here are construction guys a lot of them are really tough on their sons and so their sons yeah. are tough and you know and a lot of them really took out i uh, think with their own personal aggression on me like i think that's what it just boils down to at the end of the day all bullies are just people that are suffering something else um you know and sometimes like you know but either way it wasn't that easy when i was a kid and you know in my darkest moments I would go and I would play Knights of the Old Republic and I would be a Jedi Knight, you know, and I would have people around me that I could talk, like, you know, these characters I could interact with, you know, and pretend to be friends with. Yeah. And I could go and I could watch these Star Wars movies on my little DVD player at night and listen to all this inspirational movie, all, all these inspirational movie tracks that John Williams composed, and I yeah. can be inspired by Luke for, like, you know, doing the right thing and believing in himself, you know. 
and that's what you had to that's what these movies help you do they help you believe in yourself and that's really important <laughs> and yeah. that's and I, so i'm a diehard star wars fan like to the end like it's just i will always stand by these movies even if they keep making nothing but shit for like the next 20 years i'm still gonna love them like a raiders fan basically <laughs> you yeah know? i i i didn't i don't think i ever really got bullied for being a nerd like mm-hmm. like because i think people didn't people either didn't say anything or like they whispered that they liked my clothes or something, you know, like uh-huh. it, it, like nothing, no one ever called me out. I think maybe just cause I was taller than most of the people I went to school yeah. with or something, but like, I didn't really get bullied for the clothes I wore or the things I was a fan of. Like, and I've always loved Star Wars. I had my mom sew me Jedi robes as a kid, like make them. Like we went to like the fabric store and she'd make me Jedi robes. That's and, so awesome. Yeah. That experience. And like, I th- it was like so cool like I-, I always wanted to be a jedi we'd go to like walmart and like buy like the eight dollar replica lightsaber they're not replicas but like the plastic ones the full I- flip out ones yeah you, you know I- i'd have a purple lightsaber with obi-wan's episode one hilt for some reason like yep. you know and-, and i was just like i i was i've always been a huge fan of star wars and like you know, I, I would put on the robes and go outside in my apartment complex and like pretend I was fighting battle droids and shit. Uh-huh. Like, you know, like or or stormtroopers. Like, and I was just like having fun, like being a nerd and shit. Like, and I <laughs> when I was in high school, I had a really bad sense of fashion, really bad. Uh-huh. I used to wear like red shorts with a red flash T-shirt, a red flash sweatshirt, and a red flash hat. Yeah, dude, you're the walking brand, man. You're the yeah. brand. <laughs> and then the next day, I'd wear green shorts with a green lantern green, shirt green lantern. and a green yeah, lantern dude, hat. You, you were like, the plan. You had it all planned out, man. You, were <laughs> you Monday, know, Tuesday, Thursday. And, and nobody, nobody ever said, "What the fuck are you wearing?" Which they should have yeah. probably. But I, every now and then, I'd have like somebody and like. Uh, it was all. It was. No, it was always a, a black person for some reason. They'd mm. always, whenever I'd wear my red flash sweatshirt, they'd always say, "Dude." your sweatshirt's so fucking cool. They'd always say it. Like, at least one person, and I remember, it was never a white person. Like, it, I, I just found this so interesting. It's like, you know, anybody's a fan. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, again, like, it's an, it's one of those things. It doesn't matter who you are, what you look like, where you come from. You we share us. something, yeah. you know? That's, yeah. that's something we have in common. And again, this all comes back. Like, Star Wars is the central point of this podcast. But it's mm-hmm. it relates to so much in our personal lives and nice, and yeah. other other stories and other culture and all this other stuff and it's like we're gonna co- talk about that too because we're people at the end of the day you know it just it's just what's relevant to us so yeah, yeah dude I I never got bullied for it but I remember in algebra class I used to draw maps of Lord of the Rings mm. when, like because I would be done with the times test and stuff I'd just be drawing the Lord of the Rings maps yeah. You I know? wrote an entire Star Wars, an entire Star Wars comic one time. Like, it, <laughs> like from like I, I got a book fair. I, had, I made like eight bucks from Motel or something like that, or taking out the garbage. So I went to the book fair. You know, fair time of the year. Um, I got a little journal, and I just remember like I wanted to do something amazing with the journal. So I wrote a Star Wars comic that was like, it was like, it was like three hundred pages long at the end. Oh, jeez. Like it was just a ton of random pains of just like random. I do one of. I think I've already talked about this before, but I do want to reiterate the fact that in my star wars comic i made when i was in the fifth grade the main thing was the death star 2 comes back and it's even bigger and it can blow up more planets at the same time (laughs) and then the death star 3 comes back but there's more death stars there's a bunch of them they're flying around (laughs) do you think jj abrams like was like talking to his kids he's like hey if i make a star wars movie what should it be about and they're like a giant death star, death star. that it kills the stars republic. It, it kills the republic in one shot one shot's republic 
Oh, yeah. shit. No, man, it's just... Always wish it could have been better, but uh, you know it's hindsight. And let's hope we can just move forward to the better content. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, I hope all you guys enjoyed this. You know, I yep. apologize if we're a little down on on things, and you know, <laughs> yeah. it brings the mood down. But you know what? At the end of the day, we're very excited. We're we're very we, opportunistic we hope, with yeah. with the future of Star Wars. We're looking forward to it. And, you know, and we and I hope we're, you're you're enjoying our unique perspective on this IP. You know, at the end of the day, like being a fan is this. We all have our own unique ideas of an eye of what it is to love a thing, you know, and right. every each and every one of our ideas is awesome. And it's great. And it's a super unique way to love it. And it's, that's like the best part of being a, a fan about something is meeting someone else and yeah. learning how much like different their enjoyment of this product is, you know? Yeah. And if you, you listen you, to this and you get frustrated and you and you're like, I, you're wrong, this and that, whatever, like. Hey, your voice is just as important as ours. It is and, ours, and, yeah. And because it and means something you just, to you. I'm, I'm glad that you disagree with me. I'm glad that there's ulterior, like you know, ideas that exist. Exactly, and and I'm glad that someone enjoyed these movies more right. than we obviously did. And just because we are using a platform to talk about this doesn't mean our opinions are more valid than yours. And yeah, if you're interested in starting a podcast, I would strongly advise it. If you need help understanding how to do that because it can be complicated just reach out to me if you want uh yep. you know a twitter at across the man. stars two or whatever like I'll, I'll i'll help you you know start your own thing have your own voice and speak if you want to if if you want to make a podcast just responding to our podcast talking shit about everything we talk <laughs> about yeah you can totally do that like i would i would <laughs> if you want to be would. on the podcast to argue with us hey I have no problem with that either. Like, just Absolutely. reach out to me. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm down to talk to anybody who disagrees because that's the brilliant thing. If we didn't disagree, we wouldn't have conversation. Yep. So. And everything would be boring. There would be no con like this thing at the end of the day. Conflict at the, at the, at the heart of every good story is conflict. And yeah. conflict, regardless of not if it sometimes it makes us feel different emotions. We don't like to feel sometimes it puts us in awkward situations. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it gives us experience, which makes us better humans. We you know? need it to grow. We need it to grow. It's the difference between an adult and a kid. Is it's the amount of the experience the adult has? You no, know, it's the right. same body. It's just a different brain. And a we different need conflict. We need more. uncomfortable situations. We need tragedy. We need bad things in life to happen to make us both appreciate the good things. We need to temper and that to steel. grow and move on yep. and be better people. Like me and right now, me and Christian are tempering Star Wars. Hopefully, one day they'll be the exact. Obviously, because this is going to explode into an ultra famous podcast. We're exactly. going to be like. We're going to be the new kings of Star Wars in a yeah. few in a few a few weeks. We're going to get calls you know? from giant na nationwide radio stations saying we we need you guys, we but we need you. you can't we're swear because of the FCC. We're going to fly you out to LA. We're going to let you get a high rise apartment. We're going to let you take out the lease on it. We're going to give you a bunch of credit cards. Yeah, <laughs> it's going it's going to be great. And I'm going to tell them I want to be the sole <laughs> owner of this enterprise. And if you disagree, then I'm not doing it. And then we're going to get into an argument like Christian, the money, like for the money, Christian, I'm going to convince you to sell your soul. And like, yeah. you know, and then, and then Matt's <laughs> going to take the deal and I'm going to be gone. <laughs> yeah. He's going to sign a like, backdoor deal contract. I'm, I'm going to be doing it. I'm going to be doing it by myself and crying half the time. It's just not the same. I sold out. Like I'm going to be doing it like dead tan. Like, <laughs> Matt's going to be like, Matt's going to be like, like uh, the Force Awakens, John in Tennessee, what you got to say, man? I'm going to be reading like 35 minutes of advertisements. It's going to be a total chill. Have you ever seen that? Like uh, the, you know who Sway is? He has like a radio station. He like, like he has rappers on and stuff. And he had no. like Iggy Azalea on one or whatever. And she did like a, like a, 
you know, whatever, freestyle rap or whatever. And so yeah. he, they take callers afterward. He's like, John in Tennessee, what you got to say, man? He's like, yo, Sway, man, that was fucking trash, dog. Get the fuck off the airways. <laughs> I wish you to fucking call it Matt. You suck. <laughs> fuck. Why are you still here? You fucking sound like. You're gonna be like. You're gonna be like, hello, uh, Jason in North Dakota. Hey, man, you don't know shit about Star Wars. Get the fuck off the airways. You're gonna be all bitter, like living in Wisconsin, just like oh, I could have been there. You saw it. He's gonna be like, this guy gets a radio station, and I, I fucking. I, I'm a stay-at-home dad and shit. Oh my god, what's wrong with this Christian? I don't know, uh, but dude, I've enjoyed talking to you. And, Absolutely, uh, I love it. Talking about all this stuff, and thanks everyone for listening. That's gonna wrap Heading us up. Off. Yeah, yep. thank you for journeying with us across the yeah, stars. Yeah, give us give us a follow, hit that subscribe, like, upvote, yeah, do all that up stuff. Vote, follow uh, social media plugs. I'm not on social media except for Instagram, but honestly, I'm almost getting close to getting off Instagram. <laughs> so, yeah. I feel like yeah. like as someone who's trying to be an author, that feels like, personally, it feels a bit like suicide, but you know what? If, hey, like, well, I gotta, I gotta write the book first. Just and then hire we'll a social media person, alright? Yeah, well, I'll just do it myself. Just, I'm not gonna just, fucking, I'm not gonna just pay get a Gen, seven, Just get a Gen Z intern. I'm not gonna pay some fucking kid to make three posts a day, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm hey, don't pay him, just say it's work experience. <laughs> <laughs> it's work experience, you're an intern. You're, <laughs> you're an intern, you're an active intern. That's right. Yeah. It's work well, experience that'll never help you get a real kid. shot. You got a lot to learn. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, guys. We're signing off. Thank you. Ciao, ciao. Right. Bye-bye. Later. Great right. episode. Good time.